Happy, happy birthday, BTS. Festa has once again come and gone, bringing us a buffet filled with butter and some chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup with the soda on the side. Today, we're talking butter, Festa, and mustard. It's more like butter out of the fridge, but it heats up when we start discussing their mustard looks. So let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. So it's been 84 years. <laughs> 84 years. It I feels can... like it. Yeah, it's been a long time, but you know what? Hashtag pandemic. You know? <laughs> yes. Even though it's weird, things are getting better. It's like far as far as the pandemic goes in Texas anyway. Um, but it's kind of feels like it's not like even though it is I don't know it's been a roller coaster I think for both of us over the past six months months. (laughs) (laughs) but hey I I'm gonna congratulate us on not waiting until three years of BTS to (laughs) to make our next update so you know each year we're getting a little a little worse a little better I really don't know but we're (laughs) We're back, and that's what matters, right? And this this is our happy place. And so even with everything happening in the world, and, you know, in places it's getting better, in some places it's not, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about BTS World, which is... Actually, don't even, don't mention BTS World, because BTS World is not my happy place. <laughs> Anyone not familiar, the game BTS World... And I gave up on that long before anyone else that, well, maybe not before you, but (laughs) (laughs) I gave up on that game so long ago. I finally deleted it. I had it on my phone for like almost a year after I stopped playing it just because I was like, ah, maybe I'll get back on it one day. But it made me so angry. I finally just deleted it and I gave up on BTS world, the game, not the real world of BTS. Yeah. I didn't give it up because I never started, but I did. (laughs) I always meant to, and I never did, but I did really like the soundtrack. And I think that I heard news that like dream glow, I think entered some sort of like chart for the first time or hit some sort of milestone. I actually don't have like the data in front of me, but it surpassed like something that's pretty good for that particular song. So yeah, I think I heard that too. I really enjoy that song. I love um, all the songs that were on the game and they, I have them on some different playlists and I listen to them quite often. Um, just the game was very frustrating. So. <laughs> so, so BTS world, real world, both out of here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, not that harsh about BTS world, but we have butter things to talk about other than BTS world. So we haven't uh, recorded an episode since they released their single butter. And we just kind of want to mention it. Um, just because this is the third week in a row that it's been number one on Billboard. Um, you know, we know Dynamite, if you go back, we had a, was it like three hours long about Dynamite or something? I don't know. We have a whole Dynamite episode. 
you know, I, I never got tired of dynamite, but dynamite was just so saturated. It was everywhere that at times I was like, eh, you know, I want to listen to something else. But honestly, I have not gotten tired of butter at all. And it didn't take me as long to learn the lyrics to Butter as it did Dynamite, even though it's all in English. It shouldn't take me long anyway. Um, But it still was kind of difficult for me to learn all the lyrics to Dynamite. And I think it's because if you listen to our episode, we talk a little bit about how the lyrics don't really make sense in Dynamite. (laughs) And so in my mind, I can't like make the sentences form together to make sense. So it took me longer to learn the words, but with butter, I learned them pretty quickly. And I literally on my way to and from work, I stream butter playlists. And so I listen to it about 50 times, 50 times a day. So, and I haven't gotten tired of it. And it's, it is really is a great driving song. It like pumps me up in the morning. If I've had a bad day at work, it's like lifts my mood when I'm on my way home. And so it, it's really done its job for me of what they wanted it to do, I think. Yeah, Butter, man. I I really enjoy Butter. I totally get what you're saying about Dynamite, which, oh, by the way, just to talk about the Billboard charts thing, like, yeah, congratulations to BTS on that. I'm so proud of them. Really, it's amazing. And, like, this is, like you said, even better in a sense in terms of the charts than what dynamite did in terms of like staying consistently at number one and also i know that they broke a record by being the group to have the most like maybe consecutive number ones or maybe even just most number ones number one debuts ever um with butter being here and i'm like come through come through bts come through army and i'm just like super proud of them for that and so i just can't even believe it because i know at least with the first week with butter it was really like close with olivia rodrigo and i didn't know if they were gonna like make it or if there was just gonna be i just didn't know and so the fact that they're holding steady and strong at like the third week with it that's amazing and dynamite had like so much power and it's it's um mammoth in its own right but I do really like butter and one of the things I like the best about butter is like it's so fresh and new but it's also nostalgic at the same time and I guess dynamite in its own way was as well but I don't know there's just something about butter that really like mixes a lot of things that I love like I get like vibes of like call me maybe and um s and with uh Bruno Mars and just um true to your heart with like stevie wonder 98 degrees (laughs) even though they're younger than us like this song has ties to like our generation with like the mention of usher and usher was so huge when we were teenagers and like the little references just really speak i feel like to us a lot and then i get like you know the michael jackson vibes and we had Michael Jackson in our generation too and so it's just like even though people always say like oh army or these young teenagers and stuff and we've seen the statistics and like the majority are in our age range and so like this song really speaks to like our generation and is fun for us and well I was thinking about it and I was talking to my boyfriend about it and I was like you know what if I had a genre to describe BTS, or if I had to like make up a name, I would call it new nostalgic. 
Like mm. somehow their stuff is like super nostalgic, but also so current and now. And like mm-hmm. they just do that like so well. And I love it. And I think that's why their music's able to like bridge generations and everything like that because it kind of like takes maybe the best of something that's like familiar for everyone and then if you're really young it's all brand new to you but um and that's just everybody can find a way of connecting to it and I also feel like their music's almost kind of like a prism not like a prison but a prism um in the sense that like everyone gets something different from it and there's like all these different angles you can come at it but no matter what it's like beautiful like a rainbow (laughs) it is but it it is also a prison because once you get in you can never get out so (laughs) we in this for life (laughs) yes we are in this for life and they say that all the time too they're like no um Oh, that's a point I want to talk about in a little bit on something. So, um, yeah. So actually, that works here. <laughs> so it's a prison, a good prison, and a good in a prism, which is beautiful. Yes, they are all the beautiful things, the most beautiful moment of life, right? Okay. So speaking of that or whatever, because I think what you want to talk about is what I want to talk about, which is. We are in Festa season right now. So they release butter right ahead of pretty much like all the Festa festivities. Which Festa is their anniversary, their debut anniversary, um, which is June 13th. And I have only, well, this is, this is only my second Festa. Well, let's talk about that for a second, right? Because... This is their eighth anniversary, right? right? They're like, happy birthday, eighth birthday to BTS. And then it all of a sudden hit me that, like, I don't know. I just had this, like, weird, like, moment in realizing that, that, like, it's, like, it's only been eight years. And I don't mean that in, like, a bad way, but it's just, like, that means that, like, I got into them right about, like, at, like, the fourth or fourth or fifth year mark, which means mm-hmm. I've been here for about like in some ways half the time and I'm like no that doesn't make any sense because I'm like a baby army I'm like I feel like I'm still brand new I feel like this just like happened so like how is this like possible and you know what I always feel the same way that like I'm a baby army but when I hear them talk like in the festa video and that or videos in past when they talk about their debut the first few years, they weren't very popular. Like, a lot of people didn't really like them. They had this image, and they were trying to build themselves in who they were. And so they weren't like they are now until, like, what, 2016 is when they really, like, started getting people's attention. And we became ARMY, like, a few years after that. So... I feel like we're actually more veteran army, (laughs) even though we haven't been around from the beginning, because they weren't a big deal until, you know, 2016. Yeah, that's what's crazy to me. Like, everything you're saying is like, that hit me this festa about it, because I got in, so I first heard about BTS in 2017, right after, like, they probably had their first festa. Or not first festive, but like right after festive. So it was after like June. 
And so what would have been my first, but it wasn't because I wasn't army or anything. So I kept hearing about them in 2017, right? Around like DNA time. And I, when I finally looked into them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been missing the boat. Like they're getting all these hits on all these charts. They're around the world. I'm like, I felt late. I felt so late. So it wasn't until like, even like this year when I was kind of like, just like looking back at stuff, it was kind of really sinking into me that like, you're right. Like they didn't really hit their stride in terms of like recognition until like 2016. That's when they won their like first, like real day sing. Right. And I was just like, Whoa, like I was in maybe a bit earlier than like earlier than the way I thought I was in at. You know what I mean? Like I, I just felt like I always felt like I was so late, you know? And I think any army is going to probably feel like they're late if you're not there like June 13th, 2013. But, you know, I don't know. So anyway, I keep harping on this, but like, it just is like blowing my mind that like now that we're on number eight, that they were only on like number four or five around the time that we were like getting into them. And like, at the time that felt like, so like, oh, that's a pretty significant amount of years. But now that we're here, it's like, wait, we're at eight. Like, I don't know, like eight feels significant. But then it's like five seems like a baby amount of time, you know, like. That's funny because I had been I thought about that, too, but only when the most recent Festa video was released. And so every year when they do Festa, there's different content. There's pictures they do. They do family portraits. Um, They release maybe like behind the scenes stuff that we haven't seen before. But they also always have one long video it's usually hour hour and a half long where they sit down and reflect on the years previous and so the one this year when i watched it it just really hit me with a lot of things that they were saying and talking about the past and um so yeah that's when i started thinking about that and because i had been thinking too like man i haven't been around that long but then when I think it was Yungi that had said something about it. And I was like, wait, no, I haven't been around that long, but I have experienced so much in that short amount of time. And I feel like I've been around since the beginning. Um, And a big thing that, that really stuck out to me was they said for army who have, who came in 2020 or like dynamite, you know, brought a ton of new army, since the last time that they've been on tour, there's so many new ARMY that haven't seen them in concert. And they're like, they're still ARMY. And they're like, once you see us in concert, that's it. You're you're never going to go to anything else. And <laughs> it's so true. It's funny that, like, they know that and we know that. Like, I literally... You've been to a ton of concerts. I've been to a few, but I literally never want to go to any other concert but a BTS concert because they're so amazing. And so that's kind of why I referenced the prison thing, too, because Yoongi kind of said that. He's like, once you're into BTS, that's it. You're done. You're never getting out. And it's so true because they do so much. They're so perfect in every way. They're so amazing in everything that they do that... I don't know. They're my standard and a lot I don't know if anyone else can meet that standard as far as production value goes for everything they do for 
you know, all these concerts and performances and promotions and everything that they've done, they've all had to be virtual, but they've made them feel like there's an audience. They've made it seem like, you know, they put so much time, effort, money, everything into it to make it the best that it can be. And I don't know who else does that. I mean, you're speaking to army but you're speaking to the choir and honestly when he said that I was like he is so right like I try well I don't try but like I can't help but to compare everyone and everything to BTS and everyone always falls short and you're right I've been to like so many concerts in my life and they put on the best show I've ever seen and by far and the thing is is like all the armies who have not yet gotten a chance to see them in person like the thing is is like if you're already in and in deep you're only go I don't even know what's going to happen to you when you get to like actually see them because that's what they do the best that's what they love the best and they have really had their hands tied throughout this whole thing with what they're able to do and they've given us like so much. And like you said, they try their best to like do what they can with like the constraints that they've been given. But like when they finally get to like let loose and finally meet all these new armies that they haven't seen and all these old armies that have just been patiently waiting for the time we can reunite, like it is going to be absolutely crazy and my only wish about all this is that their first well I have two wishes about their first performance and this ties back into the festa thing too but one wish is that wherever they do it and whatever it is that it is recorded so that all of us can participate in it um I'm thinking it's going to be something in Korea which I think would only be fitting and I think that would be like the most appropriate thing but I just hope that they have it so that we can like be watching it as it's happening because I think that is going to be a very special moment for all of us. And mm-hmm. two is that, um, well, <laughs> I don't even remember what my second thing was, but um, I I just, oh, my second thing is, and I hope that it's something special for ARMY only. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, one live song on like an award show stage or something like that where it's like the audience is an army like I want them and their first performance to be something where like army is there to embrace them and army gets that privilege of being there like not some no offense like I'm sure there's armies in the wild that have yet to be discovered and maybe an audience like that but that can be like the second performance I want it to be I want armies to have that privilege of being there to welcome them home, you know? And the way that I was going to say that this links to the Festa video is like, when I was watching that video, I was like, they're saying everything like, how do I put this? You as armies, we always feel like we really know BTS, but it also is this like weird relationship because it's like from afar, right? We may never get to actually like, meet and talk to them like directly or face to face and so sometimes you wonder like is this all in my imagination or whatever but then they do things like this video that just reinforce that like oh wait we really do know them oh they really they like get it and they say exactly like what I'm needing them to say or wanting them to say and like expecting them to say because like I feel like they know us and we know them and I feel like 
everything I said about like the performance is like everything that they're probably thinking. It's not just like, let's get on the stage and we'll take it however we want, however we can. I think it's really important for them of how they come back and how they're available to their fans and not only being safe with everything, but just making it a special moment, like that sort of stuff matters to them. And the, and it's just good to hear them say that, but also I just want to say like, you know, the, you guys may not be aware of it, but there's another group that high Haiba, which is big hit now, by the way, like that's also happened since we haven't spoken is big hit has become this bigger company and they have a different name now and whatever. Um, but Haiba has another group called Enhypen and they were formed from this reality TV show called Island, which is pretty much like a making the band sort of situation. Anyway, they were formed in the pandemic, so they had never gotten to like perform in front of an audience. Well, recently they just put out like a DVD, which is like their first ever concert. And I was like looking into it and I was like, oh wait, they have an audience. I'm like, there are they're starting to perform in front of people now. So the fact of the matter is BTS could have, if they really wanted to, performed in front of an audience already. But I think what they want is for it to be like right. They know it's like just so yeah. important the conditions. Yeah, and they don't I feel like they don't want it to be like a music show where there's like, you know, 50 people there, 50 army, whatever. They want as many army that can possibly come in the safest way possible to be there. Um because not because they just want to make money or they want you know have this like oh we want as many people as possible it's literally because they love every single one of us and they want every single one of us to be able to be there like if we could have every army in the world in one place they would and i i honestly believe jungkook would go around to every single army and look at every single person and you know we've talked about in past concerts how he's been he doesn't even think about his own safety and he, you know, he's jumped down into the audience and stuff before because he's wanted to look at army or help army and wanted to be there and around people. And he says it all the time. And other than Yoongi, I think Jungkook is the one that like, I'm not going to say misses us the most, but he's the one that voices it the most. I think every single time you hear him talk now, he's like, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I want to see you. I want to look you in the eye. I want to be there around you. And he performing is in his bones and that's what he was born to do and to be. And he just has such a big heart and he, they want us to all be there together. And I think you're right. They want it to be in the right way, in the safest way possible, and in the best way possible. And so I I really think they're working on it. From all the things, especially in the FESA video that they said, and um, kind of not really hints or anything, but things that just how they are, are talking now. And I think it'll be sooner then we think that they'll perform in front of an audience and um, it'll definitely be in Korea. And I think it should be, um, you know, they, anytime they go on a world tour, they talk about like, Oh, we love 
visiting places and going places and then but then they miss Korea while they're gone and they're like there's nothing like performing at home and I can get that like where you're from is your home and that's where they're comfortable the most comfortable I think um even though they love performing abroad Korea is their home it's their land it's their native language and um you know, they can just be them, you know, they can be themselves and be more comfortable. They don't have to think about speaking in English or doing something a certain way or offending, you know, someone or not because they know how to act and how to be. Um, and so I think their first performance should be in Korea with K armies um, and as many as possible and safely as possible. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree. And also, in addition to it being safe and just like, the just being right um i know that everyone was wondering for like so wuzu which was you know the we'll get into that in a second but everyone was wondering for that concert like would there be an audience and at first i thought oh this might be like the first audience they get to see but when i looked at i read an article that kind of talked about what the regulations are in korea right now or at the time of recording and for concerts and shows like it would have been like a very very slim audience and at live concerts right now people aren't allowed to cheer dance or you know sing along so like that's not a show that they want to perform for so it's like they're gonna wait until like they can fully enjoy it and armies can fully enjoy it because you know you only get one time one shot at your first time back and I think that for them to be away from it for so long you definitely don't want it to feel weird or a disappointment like everything that they've been holding and clinging on to for the past year and a half the way that we have you know it kind of rides on that in a sense and if it's just like oh that didn't really feel that great like that will be like just such a disappointing moment. And I also know that they don't want to feel disappointment. They want to feel freedom, you know, they want to feel, you know, yeah, they want to feel freedom on stage. And so I think that's just like so important to them, just like all of the little things are important to them, which is why they are the standard, the gold standard. And that's why so many people fail to, you know, measure up. And even if they can measure up in like one category, I feel like they don't really measure up in like all the categories that BTS just like really excels at, you know? Yeah. And you saying that all the little things matter to them and it's not just in performances, it's like, it's in us and in their fans and their personalities. And what you were saying earlier, and we've talked about this before, like when we have BTS dreams and we're like, oh, is there any like connection? And when telepathy came out on the B album, it like, it just has tied into so many things that we've talked about of like feeling this connection with them, even though we're so far away, they are so big that they can't communicate with us really on social media, like individually. So they kind of do it as a group other than you know, we get their selfies and that kind of thing. And occasionally they, they make posts on Weverse and stuff like that. But then uh, Namjoon in the Festa video yep. <laughs> said that he, you know, he started the conversation and then they all kind of added to it. Of, we want to know everything about ARMY. He was like, I want to know what you do for work. I want to know what your life is like. I want to know who ARMY is. He's like, I want to know every single ARMY and everything about you. 
And we talk about that all the time that we feel like we know everything about them, but we, you know, we don't, but occasionally like when they were answering the the questions at the beginning, like um, I could give a lot of those answers and then I'm like, Oh, well I do know them better than I feel like I do sometimes, but they really do want to know about us. And um, there, there was a part that they had um, a wish. They wrote their wishes down and V said, you know, write your wishes on Weavers. I want to read them. And I have total faith that one night he said after a couple drinks, <laughs> <laughs> after he's had a couple glasses of wine and he'll look at people's wishes and he'll respond to them and he'll, he, they want to know what our hopes and dreams are. They want to know what we do in our everyday lives. They want to know, um, who we are as people. And I think that's incredible because there's not many, I'm not going to say just artists. I'm going to say there's not many celebrities. There's not many regular people in the world that really care about other people anymore and that really want to know who somebody is. And they do, they want to know who we are. And I just think, and that just, you know, every time we say, Oh, I can't possibly love them more. And then they come out and say things like that, that we want them to say, like you said, it's hearing exactly what we want to hear and what we're thinking and how we want them to feel. And they really do feel that way. Yeah. And it's genuine. It's not just like pandering to us or fan service or like, let's say what they want to hear so that they'll give us more money. Like they are, they hold authenticity as one of Mm -hmm. their highest values and I feel like they said that to a certain extent in the festive video like oh when they were doing like the questions before when they were all like individual I think one of the answers to one of the questions was like oh just being genuine and they're like we're on the same page about that like being authentic you know and anybody who tries to like imitate them that's another point that they fell out because it's like you can't be BTS So you can, because BTS is the best at being themselves. And so you can't be that. You can't copy that. You can't duplicate it. It's also the same way that like so many authors try to be like, you know, Harry Potter and whatever. It's like not something that's like really you're able to duplicate because it wasn't even created in the sense of like trying to be that. It was just what it is, you know? And I just feel like, Yeah, I love them. And the other thing I wanted to say is that, like, I feel like sometimes limited by language or, like, the current constraints of, like, our language for, like, what we talk about relationships with, right? And this is something that people have expressed with, like, even social media, right? Like, when Facebook was first becoming a thing, I remember people being like, how can people say they have this many friends like I don't know these people aren't my friends or whatever and it was like this word friend was kind of like thrown around it was like didn't really encapsulate like what these links or relationships were right it just didn't feel like the right word at the same token or in a in a a similar sense BTS feel like my friends but like I can understand how like if you're not like in army it's like a weird thing to say that like how can you say this group is your friend like you don't know them okay you're like weird so I feel like there needs to be another word and I guess that word's like army and BTS but like you know what I mean like to kind of again it's that telepathy kind of relationship where it's like 
this is a relationship that maybe only happens from afar, but like it's this greater transcendent sort of like feeling that, you know, where it's like, we're on, we're similar people. We're like similar vibes. Like we get each other. And just like they said, it's like when we have these con when they have the concerts, it's communion. When they say these things, it's like just a way of relating. Like I, I can't explain it, but it's like a telepathic friendship. No, it really, it really is. I mean, they wrote a song about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they wrote a song about it. They, they get it too. <laughs> and that's the thing is we get it and they get it. That's why people on the outside that aren't ARMY and that aren't BTS don't get it. And our, I think it was um, RM that did say something along those lines too. He was like, they were saying something about ARMY. And it's like, well, if you say BTS, you know ARMY. Or if you say ARMY, you know BTS. Like, you can't have one without the other. And that's that's so true. They wouldn't be who they are without us. And we wouldn't be the kind of people we are without them. That is, girl, no truer words have been spoken. Or, well, I guess some. (laughs) But, But the other thing I wanted to say is this. Riddle me this, right? I feel like a troll under the bridge. But here, I got a riddle for you. If a soulmate exists, exists, are they still your soulmate at any given time, even if you haven't met them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Like, so that's all I'm saying is that, like, we may never meet them. They may be a connection or, like, the word or the thing I'm looking for is, like, maybe a friend that maybe you'll never, ever meet, but that, mm-hmm. he, like, kind of lives in your heart, right? Magic shop, right? But... That's who they are. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like such a weird thing that like, it's one of those things that maybe you have to experience to, to do it. But I feel, I feel like that's what people say about like being in love or something. Like you have to experience to know when you know, you know, you know. <laughs> so I brought up So Wuzu and it's like, okay, if you're listening to this and you don't know what it is, you're like, what is she talking about? And, um, that's like the Korean word for microcosmos, isn't it? Yes. And microcosmos is a song by BTS, which is like another army song <laughs> about this relationship that we're talking about. Um, but it's also kind of like, I feel like the symbol of like our connection and it's the theme of this year's festa and the theme of like their muster concert. And usually with festa, they have, a concert event that's just for armies only basically called muster um because you're mustering up the troops and um this year was held online with no actual armies in attendance because of the pandemic but they had a two-day online streaming event and we attended uh well i attended both days and molly attended the second day and we wanted to talk about it because as we said, BTS's favorite thing to do is perform. And I know that one of my favorite things about BTS is just like seeing them perform and like talking about it. And if you, if this is the first time you listen to our podcast, we have a few different podcasts where we talk for hours about their performances. Um, and we don't know if that's going to be the case today, but we definitely wanted to talk a little bit about what we saw and how we felt about Sawuzu. 
So woozoo. You did say something about like the microcosmos thing. So every muster has some kind of theme. And that's why I love musters. I love theme stuff. Like I love theme parties. Like anything that's any kind of theme, I am here for. So I've always enjoyed musters. 2019 was my first actual muster to experience. Um, and magic shop that was anyway we're not talking about magic shop um we're talking about (laughs) um and so yeah so it was the theme the microcosmos and i i wanted to do both days but i couldn't um one was on a sunday for us and for me it was 4 30 a.m and i had a really long day that day and anyway it wasn't going to work so i did the second day and actually they did kind of they did two different versions um usually it is a two day sometimes it's is it usually is it longer they did or sometimes they'll do it in like different cities they did um the magic shop one they did it in busan um and then they did one here oh and they did sometimes they'll do it in another country if they could so they would hold muster in japan um and so they're always a little bit different but this time they only did two days in korea in seoul and then the second day was the world tour version so they did some more of their um song their world songs so they have a lot of japanese versions of songs um that they were able to do and then they have a couple you know their english versions of or their english songs um and so it was cool i wish i would have gotten to see both days just to compare um but i was just happy to be able to see it at all well i'll definitely let you know what i noticed that was different but you know i think if you saw one day that's we're lucky to see that right any any time to see them perform and yeah like also, can I just say about the muster thing? I don't know if anyone listening is like new army now that we're apparently seasoned old, old army now. Um, but I remember when we were first getting into them, like going onto like the, I guess it wasn't even Weverse yet, but going onto like the shop where like things were being sold. Maybe it was Weverse. I don't even remember at this point, but. And they had like the muster DVD and it was like the fourth muster happily ever after. And I was like, what is this? All I saw is them in like Teletubby costumes or something. And I was like, I am so confused. And like, I did not know what a muster was and I couldn't figure it out. And it's so funny to think about how much has changed even since then. Like what's available like in English, what, like how they actually have translations like on their channel, like right away when videos and content like comes out. The fact that they're, they have a fan club membership that we can actually join without taking like a test that's only offered to like three people on like a Friday morning or something like that. Don't get me started. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah things have changed so like i understand that if you're army and you're listening to this your new army and you're like overwhelmed don't worry you will eventually get it but it's like we said once you join this thing you're like whoa there's this whole new world that i never knew existed that has its own language own codes merchandise time zones like i kst has never been anything i've ever thought about before and now it is like the next important time zone in my life you know and for those of you kst there's another thing you might not even know is korea standard time <laughs> oh yeah that's true too like i'm not even like saying it. it's like oh my gosh kst korean standard time it be like 
I'm using my math skills, trying to figure out like calculations yeah. of when things will be, making sure it's on the right day at the right time. Another thing about KST, and this is a tip to like new armies, is that like when you're trying to celebrate something for BTS, you kind of have to like do it like a day early because like I'll think of their birthdays, right? Or I think even of like their anniversary, but like it's already happening in Korea and I like seem late. It's like I'm already behind, right? If you wait for the 13th here, it's already been like the 13th, like for almost a day there. So now I have it in my calendar where it like alerts me like a day before so I can like actually be on time to celebrating this stuff. But that's a tip. I follow a, the calendar that I have. I have a BTS calendar. There's a lot of websites and um, stuff out there with different resources and everything. But I have a BTS calendar and she puts everything, um, all the different time zones. But she like it goes on my Google calendar on the correct time. So I actually know I get alerted. Yeah at the correct times for things because otherwise I would be so angry if I bought a concert, an online concert and I missed it <laughs> because I didn't know what time it came on. So yeah, um, like, the fear is real, right? <laughs> it, it really is. Um, but anyway, so as we were talking about like the themes and stuff and here's another word VCR. <laughs> so <laughs> what a VCR in BTS world is is like a little video either before something in the middle it just kind of shows it it's just a little recording um so during muster they have these VCRs that they play in between stuff to like get changed or they play to like set up the beginning um of the concert to set the mood for it and so the theme was you know the microcosmos so their VCR, they're on some kind of like planet. But Erica and I have this thing for tiny houses and van life. And <laughs> I don't know about these vibes, but I was like, I want their camper thing that they're in. Like it, it looks like it looks like a camper instead. It's supposed to probably be like a Mars rover type thing that can like travel in space and whatever and on this planet but it reminded me so much of like you and I watching van life on YouTube <laughs> and like, a tiny house and that like the shot of Jimin at the beginning he's in the little in the, in the bed and he has the fish ta- the little fish bowl next to it and I'm like this is a nice little camper I didn't notice if there was a kitchen but like how it was set up inside and everything I was like, man, I really want this. That was my first thought when, <laughs> at the very beginning. Yeah, I got crazy Airstream vibes, which Airstream's just like a type of RV, or I feel like I keep using abbreviations, but type of like road camper. Vehicle. Yeah, camper vehicle that you can like camp in and live in and stuff like that um no for sure and I was just like I want to go on a road trip with BTS yes um so no I totally was feeling you on that but like yeah the theme definitely was that and something I wanted to bring up is before the show they were playing like these commercials from BTS and I was like what a flex the fact that they couldn't play 
all their own commercials before this. And it's not just like commercials for their own merch, which I mean, there was that too, but it was like, they have so many sponsorships and everything that they got to play just like their regular commercials. Like, Oh, here's like the, the, like what the Conway, like air filters that they're on. Here's a Samsung phone. Here's a Hyundai, you know, car, like all these things. And I'm just like, what a flex like that. Here's McDonald's. Like they can like, play real commercials (laughs) well and and they've gotten even more sponsorships since i lived in korea because they were everywhere when i went they had baskin robbins they had that um body friend massage chair that there's like a thirty thousand dollar massage chair but they you know they were already everywhere in korea different coffees and drinks and all sorts of stuff and they've just and oh they have that cloud beer now um They've just gotten even more sponsorships since I've been home from Korea. So I can't even imagine. They're just probably even more places now than when I was there. Yeah, like that's a flex. Although I do hope that they tread carefully with doing that in the U.S. The way that things work in the U.S. is like we have like a saturation point where it's like we get like very obsessive about something. It's like, give me more, give me more, give me more. They have to be very careful about like what they choose to do here because like it's a very fine balance of like how much you're exposed here. And Uh if you get overexposed, you can't really like recover. People will just always think you're overexposed, even if you're not even around that much. So, but anyway, (laughs) into the concert. Um, Before we get into the concert, we got to talk about their looks because okay so they already debuted new looks with like butter which we could probably do a whole podcast episode and like jungkook's like purple hair in that video looking the best he's ever looked in life okay oh but we're not (laughs) we're gonna talk about their new looks since butter since like their their video looks from there, which they debuted at this concert. So right before the concert started, like right before the concert started, they dropped like a picture of them backstage um, uh, before day one on um, Twitter. And I was like shocked because I was seeing so much blonde and I was like, what happened? Where did this come from? I'm not ready. <sighs> Let's just go like kind of like through the guys real quickly. Cause like, I think I felt like I have something to say about all of them. Go, go for it. Okay. First of all, sugar. Oh my gosh. Like we have not seen sugar blonde in the longest time. Like, well, okay. I love bleach Yoongi and I haven't been a fan of his current haircut slash style until day two how they styled it with it blonde i think it looks better blonde but yeah i because when he had white hair slash like bleached hair he i've never really been like attracted to him like some of the other members i think unless he's had that color hair (laughs) which is very strange i don't typically I'm not typically attracted to blonde guys. I don't actually I've never dated a blonde guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that I think of that, always dark hair, one redhead, and then the rest have been brunettes. Um, so I've never dated a blonde guy. Um, 
but for some reason, I just think maybe with his skin tone, I don't know. He just, he looks a lot better with bleached hair. Um, but it's been a very, very long time. He's had dark hair for what, like three years. <laughs> well, what I'm going to say about Yungi is going to kind of maybe go into like maybe the next person I'll also talk about because like, I don't know what it is about, this is maybe a general statement about BTS. I don't know what it is about them, but they are the only people in my opinion who can make mullets look like so attractive. And so like when Yoongi came out in like the video with like his hair, I really like liked it. I'm like, why do I like this so much? But I love it when he's in the green shirt and he goes into his rap in the video, right body mm-hmm. the vibe. And I'm just like, he looks so cute. I just love him. Um, but who I feel like wears a mullet even better than Yoongi is RM. What the heck? How does he do it? So, okay. I just, I can't, I can't do mullets. I just can't. Even I'm, I love BTS more than life, but I can't, even on them, I can't do mullets. Not even RM's, like the undercut, the, the blonde with the black. It's how it was styled because he had, he's had a mullet. A, a different cut of mullet for a very long time. It's been very, very long in the back and the weird, I don't know. It's just how it's been cut in the front, I think. And then how it was styled when it was pushed back and he had the undercut. I think that looks good on him because <clears throat> I feel like at this concert was like the perfect mix of old RM and new RM. So that like, hip-hop, grungy, like, hard rapper, and then the, like, soft-spoken genius RM. He was styled well, his clothes fit, his (laughs) hair was good, he was composed, he, I think he's finally totally coming into himself, Um, which sounds weird because he's the leader, but I feel like maybe he's had a lot of pressure on him to be the leader and now he the other guys feel more comfortable in the spotlight and speaking English and and taking interview questions that he doesn't feel as much pressure to answer everything and to be that person um that everyone is always like oh RM's the leader the leader the leader and I just felt like he was the whole package in this concert and I will say I did like the look in the concert, but I think it was a mix of like the styling and his performing and his attitude and just how he carried himself in the whole thing. And he like that really pulled it off. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about late blooming, he is it. And it's like, I didn't know there was more blooming to be had, but apparently. <laughs> oh, blooming. Um, no, I loved it. And Okay, we're going to have to take a little detour for a second because this is another Festa thing. So, you know, they came out during the Festa with, like, the BTS Room Live. Yeah. And they did, like, a medley of songs, which was superb. But in that video, I was like, okay, so Suga's my bias, but I feel like Rap Monster is my other bias. I'm not talking about RM. I'm talking about rap monster so there's like this 
edge that sometimes RM gets, you know, and I, and I love RM, I love all sides of him and whatever, but like, there's like this moment when he's just like in his like swag or in his like confidence and everything that like, I just love him. And I feel like that's more when he like embodies like a little bit more like rap monster, you know? And when he was like rapping in that video and when he would just get in his like groove, I was just like, rap monster is here and I'm here for it. Biased. <laughs> yes. And they, I love when they do older songs where he has those like really hard rap lines. And I just, I just watch him and I'm just so mesmerized by not only his talent, but he just, he channels this, I don't know what happens to him. And he, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, Jen, Jen was, okay, let's talk about Jen's look. Jen also came out with new hair too. And it wasn't completely like bleach blonde like some of the others, but it was a lot brighter. It was, and I, I'm pretty sure it was shorter too. He had had this weird thing going on in the back too. I don't know what <laughs> was, they had, they definitely had like floppy Beatles hair all going before all of this. And um, I don't know, he just looked more clean cut and more more like gin i don't know i felt like before like even through all the butter promotions it was like a dad haircut that he had you know and it just made him <laughs> he's already the oldest member and people all you know are he's the dad or whatever and there were a, a lot of photos and they've been wearing a lot of suits in their performances and in pictures and I just felt like he looked like a dad, like he looked like a middle-aged man, which Jen, I've always thought he looked like one of the younger ones, even though he was the oldest member. And I think a lot of that had to do with his hairstyling. And then, um, I don't know, he did, he just came out looking fresher and clean cut. And um, I don't know if it was just, if it was, was the hair or if it was them, you know, performing again and kind of being out there and just like the excitement of doing a concert or whatever. So. Yeah. Like there's some guys who look really good with like a rougher look or a shaggier look, but mm -hmm. I don't think Jen's one of them. He's one of those who really looks great, very clean cut. Yeah. And yeah, the concert felt like an upgrade from like this era um, with like the kind of more honey hair and for just like the cleaner look. I, I agree with you for Jin on that. I didn't get dad vibes, but I definitely, <laughs> um, go back and look at some photos of him, like in a suit in a chair, like sitting in a chair. I mean, obviously a high class dad, but like, <laughs> yeah, like he looks like a, you know, a high class dad sitting in his chair he just needs a little like cup of coffee and well with that being said someone who does not give me okay none of them do but <laughs> give me dad vibes let's talk about jay hope's hair because his was a big surprise too so i haven't been wrecked in a long time until jay hope came out because i only watched day two I, I did see some pictures from from day one but i didn't really want to spoil the lineup I didn't want to spoil a lot of stuff so I just saw a few pictures I didn't really watch any of the videos or anything like that from the first day um but when he came out and 
we will have to talk about this later. So they did a song of J-Hope's. Um, and when he came out in his outfit and his hair, I was like, mm. but I've already kind of been being wrecked with him when he went blonde again. His like blonde. Army was wrecked when he came out with Butter Blonde. Like when they started doing the promo pics. Even I, didn't I, like, I didn't like in the in the music video, like the yellow, yellow, yellow hair. Yeah. And he had that for like a little while. Like it looked like the color of butter, like dark butter. <laughs> but it's gotten lighter and lighter over the last you know, a month or two or whatever. Um, and then when he came out with this like white bleached blonde, I'm like, um, yeah, this is, this is a look for him. Yeah. Like he, he, J-Hope, you know, he has been climbing up. I don't even know what I'm trying to say in my sentence, but, um, yeah, I, it looks great. I don't even know what else to say. Like, I, <laughs> he just looks really good with like that bright blonde hair. And I feel like he has been wrecking the armies. Um, so then let's talk about, let's talk about Jungkook. Let's talk about Jake Cookie. He, cause his hair, his hair actually, so, from the butter, he cut his hair shortly after the butter video. So it wasn't like he's been having like long hair anyway. Um, I So I guess his look wasn't like that different in terms of his hair. Yeah, he, um, I actually didn't like the super long hair. Um, I thought Who, it was. What? Get out of here. Conversation over. Out of control, to be honest. <laughs> um. There were certain times that it was styled okay, but I wasn't a huge fan of that. I and I Not didn't even in the video. No. What? No. Oh. Like I... I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like it was it was okay. It went it went with the vibe of the video. So like if his hair was just like that in the video, I've been like, oh, that's cool. And it goes with the vibe of it, but that's like how his hair always was. And it just didn't, I don't know. No, wasn't, wasn't a fan of it. And I thought I would be because I've dated guys with longer hair and I've found guys attractive that have longer hair. Um, and there's edits of like Hobie and Tay with long hair that I'm like, man, that's really attractive. But on Jungkook, I don't know. I just wasn't, maybe I didn't realize it until he cut it off too. I'm like, yeah, I like this better. So it was, it was weird. It's one of those things like you don't really know until you, you you don't know until you know until you see it. That's true because when butter came on, I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was mesmerized. I can't like even look at anyone else when when he's in his little jogging suit in the <laughs> in the gym in the. I was gonna say the cafeteria, but it's not a cafeteria in the gym that museum. Okay, but we need to talk about this here since we're talking about their looks. The eyebrow ring has been confirmed. It has? Yeah, that's real. Since when? Since, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed by him, but, like, that thing is real. That's, that's 
real ball <laughs> the sentence that I'm saying, real balls coming out of his head but like those that thing's real molly <laughs> well i i think so too but i didn't know it had been because during the whole promotion thing everybody's like oh it's real and then it's like oh no he took it out on that v live or whatever and it's like okay yeah. it's not real and then he came out in the concert and i'm like i guarantee you he got it done or like we'd seen it i don't know maybe a little bit before and i was like oh i bet he saw how much army loved it and so he just went and got it done for real and i think it's real too but i didn't i don't know i didn't know if it was confirmed like actually confirmed that it's real so i don't think he's confirmed it but i and i think part of like that whole sticker thing was like oh like if you do it like this and take it out like then no one really knows if the piercing's real or not you know it's like questionable or whatever it's like a mystery but that thing is super real. And you know what else armies are now saying since what? this Sowuzu? That he has his tongue pierced. Oh, yeah, I, did, I heard that, too. And somebody like, saw something. Oh, I saw a picture and somebody saw something look like it was like in his mouth or something. I don't know. But it's not like the same like kind of like typical piercing that you see, like the barbell that's like vertical. It looks like it's more of like a horizontal tongue piercing which i think is also like kind of a little bit easier to like hide yeah but i'm like look at jk and another thing that premiered well not yeah i guess you could say premiered with so Wuzu was like the updates to his arm and the sleeve tattoo. yeah i mean like glimpses of it but they always like blur them out and stuff on like Bankton bombs and in in videos and other videos and stuff but he actually had his sleeve out for the most part so we got to see his tattoos even though we've known for like a year that he's had i know right finally get to see more of it yeah show us that arm boy that's how it felt although this also goes to a different interview um with bts that was kind of recent um i think this might have been like pre-butter or maybe it was butter promotions but like you know where they did that thing where there's the round table and they had to do the exercise of like they each picked one member to say uh, something to them that they wanted to hear from them and jimin had jungkook say uh i want say i always copy you so jimin feels like jungkook always copies him and i was I've been looking at things now and I'm like, you know what? I kind of get what Jimin's saying because like, I think Jimin does do something and then JK just does it like at a whole different level and then gets like all the credit for it. Like Jimin's had like the tattoos probably like longer than Mm -hmm. JK, but like JK gets all of like the glow for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Jimin just has these like, you know, tiny little tattoos and then Jungkook's like I'm gonna get a whole sleeve and get my back done (laughs) (laughs) and who knows Jimin could have a piercing somewhere that we don't you know another piercing somewhere that we don't know about that he takes out and hot you know with for stuff and that nobody can see and then Jungkook's like well I'm gonna get it done too and and then he's like you're always copying me man just admit it so I thought that was funny. I just thought about I thought about that when that happened too. Um, and then uh, speaking of Jimin, okay, so his look was very different day one to day two. Yes. 
which was very different from the butter era anyway, which I loved his little rainbow like prism hair, you know, speaking of prisms, um, <laughs> I loved his look in like the butter video, but he was blonde there. And then he comes out day one with a black, sleek, straight edge, razor sharp, like bowl cut real heavy bang you know and And, you know i remember at the um when we went to the concert the speaker self and he had been i don't remember what his hair color had been i think was it blonde before and then the very first we went to the very first concert in la and he came out with black hair and everybody just like went wild um I don't know. People love black hair, Jimin, and I do too. But he does. He looks so different. How his hair styled? Yes. Um, and I don't really think his hair color matters because he does so many different things. For him, it's how it's styled. And even though I do know, like some of the outfits were more like risque, I guess on day one versus day two. But as far as like his hair, like if you just see like his neck up or whatever, that that just he just seems like a lot younger than versus day two. It was you could see the extreme undercut like he had it pushed back off of his forehead and and styled. And then you could see like the extreme undercut. So it was very um, night and day. Yeah, for sure. And I just loved both of both days. But you're right. Like hair just makes such a difference. And for BTS and like you said the styling for Jimin really makes such a huge difference and I felt it it felt like two two different guys I'm like are the twins back Uh, (laughs) and speaking of last but definitely not least (laughs) V you mean Bob Ross (laughs) yeah okay so we gotta talk about this well he ha- he got a perm. I mean, that's all you can you can say. And I know I didn't since I didn't watch day one. Um, I know like I saw a few pictures, but like they even mentioned how much hotter it was on day two. And he came out on day one with it styled a little bit different, and it was it was still a perm, but it wasn't quite as much. But by the end of it, it was just like this fluffy little cotton ball on his head because of the humidity by the end of the show (laughs) so for posterity's sake and also for people who don't know obviously in the butter video v's hair is like kind of like his normal hair you know um but when they were doing their like big press conference which they tend to do when they like release like a big single he comes out on stage and he has like this poofy curly hair and everyone's like what's going on why is his hair that way you know and so when they were in the middle of the interview a guy just the guy interviewing him is like okay let's just bring this up like your hair it's different and B is like yes um well you know I knew I would do this at least once in my life and I think once is like the only time I'm gonna do it And maybe I should have understood, like, the motif better. (laughs) And it was just, like, this funny moment of, like, 
he just really took it on the chin. It's like, okay, this like didn't really turn out the way that I like wanted it to. And now I have to do all this stuff. And with the perm and dyed hair, you can't do anything like about it or you're going to like lose your hair, you know? So you kind of have to just roll with it. But there's also really cute moments on like the V live that they did after butter was released with like them, like talking about him and they called him Bob Ross and like all these things and poking fun at him. So there have been times where they're able to kind of like somewhat control it, but I knew in a concert setting, it was going to be interesting to watch what happened because like you said, as it was humid and as he sweat, as it got hotter, you know, it was going to like get, get bigger. <laughs> and it actually reminds me of this story. So like in sixth grade, I started wearing my hair kind of like curlier like that too. And like kind of, you know, and everything like that. And, but the thing is, is like after a couple of hours, it would get like really poofy. And so for my sixth grade graduation, I was giving the speech because I was the class president. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I should wear my hair like this. And my mom was like, oh, go ahead, do it. You know, it looks so cute. So we like sprayed my hair down and everything that looked really cute in the morning. Well, by the time it got to the speech, it was like crazy floof ball out of control and the reason I bring this up I was so embarrassed because like we have like it on videotape and like it's just like this em embarrassing memory that like is forever preserved of like my hair just like I felt like it was growing as I spoke as it did my speech it was just like getting bigger and bigger and so I'm just like when I saw V I'm like I feel him I feel his pain this is sixth grade memories coming right back up again <laughs> I feel you V mine wasn't that bad I did do a perm at one time and once it fell out a little bit I really liked it or I did a body wave I didn't do a full-on perm and but I don't know what happened but I went to get my driver's license picture done <laughs> my driver's license okay anyway and it's pretty poofy and <laughs> I don't know what happened because I maybe I got it not long after I got my body wave because in my college ID I have the body wave but it it's fallen out a little bit and my hair just looks wavy or like slightly curly um but in my driver's license picture I don't know it's like frizzy and poofy and so I have I have proof of that too. So I think everyone maybe at some point in their life makes that decision. <laughs> um, I know one of our friends, um, Sarah, she had a perm her senior year, I think, and she has some pretty traumatic experiences with, with a perm. So a lot of girls experience it. I don't know many guys who've ever gotten a perm. Um, so I can't attest to to how men usually handle the situation, but Tay's been taking it with a grain of salt and he's been handling it very well. <laughs> um, and that's what I love about BTS because they just, you know, they just go with the flow and whatever happens and they're not like, oh my gosh, like this ruined everything and I have to get it fixed or spend all the, you know, this time or money or effort to do this. He's just like, eh whatever it'll eventually fall out and until then i'll just you know deal with it and well i like poofy v i like little poodle v and he's super cute i love it let's get into the concert actually starting and they started off with life goes on right 
Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, since I didn't watch day one, um, I know it's a little bit different. So, um, I, I actually didn't look at the exact lineup of day one. So I don't know what they didn't do on, there's only one thing I know that was different. Um, so I don't know about like the overall songs and everything on day one, but they did start with life goes on on day two as well. Yeah. So one of the things I did want to say is like, uh, I will talk about the differences too. One thing I noticed is that they definitely seemed a little less energized as a start. And so I thought that was really interesting. And I wanted to kind of comment on it because later on, spoiler alert, B is going to say like, oh, I like day two better because Mm -hmm. for day one, I'm always like nervous and anxious and everything. And I definitely think that they on day two end up loosening up and everything and hitting their stride but like being able to compare the two I think they have this like energy that's just brimming up on the first day that like just kind of like comes out like because they're like (laughs) ready to do it they haven't performed in a long time and so even though their experience of that might feel worse I think that as like a start it might come out as like better it's not really like criticism, but it's just like funny because I feel like they're a little, I don't want to, I use the word rusty very like lightly. I think they're just like a little bit rusty from having to perform back to back because they haven't been on tour. They haven't been performing. And I just actually kind of like loved it because it showed me that they felt probably the same as like we feel as army and doing like a back to back experience like that which is just like oh we're out of practice for this like even as I was sitting watching there I'm like I love it I'm excited I'm happy to be here but I'm also tired it's 2 30 a.m where I'm at and it's the second day of doing it and so it was kind of fun to feel kind of bonded to them in that sense of like oh they're feeling this too they're probably like oh wow like we haven't done this in a while and so I could just tell that difference between day one and day two that's that's interesting observation and uh, since I only saw the second day I didn't um didn't get to feel that but yeah V did and they've they've voiced that before in the past that the very first concert is always very like nerve-wracking for them I guess maybe I did feel that when we went to the concerts because we saw their first stadium concert in LA but like you said I think there they were so like amped up um I wouldn't have noticed if they were nervous or if they made a mistake because we were like, well, you were passed out. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see anything in that first song. You were, your face was covered in tears from Dionysus and you were passed out. um, So you wouldn't have noticed anyway, but you know, they always say that like the very first concert is, um, is very nerve wracking for them, but then they start loosening up once they get the hang of things. And um, they definitely were very, very loose and carefree on day two. Yes, indeed. And it got, I'm actually kind of glad that, not that you got to miss the first one, but I'm glad that you're going to have the perspective of just seeing like that day, because like, even though I could tell the difference, I don't think anybody else would be able to do that. Like they have a certain level of performance that's never going to go beneath the level. And it's not like anything you can notice. It's just like, knowing what I saw it was just like oh that's very interesting but like I said I just felt comforted by that because I'm like it's like the same as us like it's just 
indicative of the times that we're in. It's like we're not doing things the way that we used to. We're not in the practice of things. And now that they're kind of coming out and starting to do this again, it's like, oh, well, man, we're not used to this. We're not used to like, because like it's a lot of endurance to perform not only one of their shows, but to do it back to back. Like it's crazy. So but we'll get also I have another comment later on in the concert about that. But anyway, they did Life Goes On and like I always I almost forgot that they had done it. <laughs> I said that I'm like, wait, did they start with <laughs> yeah, I did too. I mean that song I love Life Goes On, but it's like we said, life goes on and I've kind of passed that and into a different phase of bts music and so um yeah so i forgot but they came out in their like mars rover rv mm-hmm. tank and i think that's probably the reason i also didn't remember because like as they're coming out and singing it you're just kind of like oh my gosh it's bts and you know yeah. they're on there okay i know i'm an apple person and i'm not trying to come for samsung but i just feel like if you're gonna highlight the fact that we're seeing BTS in this first moment of Samsung I feel like they should have been using like I feel like they're using like the front facing cameras on the phone and yeah. the quality was like not making me feel like oh I need to go out and buy a Samsung phone yeah the products the the product placement was a little different like or the advertising how they they could pop that and be like filmed using the Samsung and I am an Android person Definitely the front-facing camera and the back-facing camera are a huge difference. Like, when I I don't like to do selfies on my front-facing camera because they don't turn out good. Like, I would rather do... And my regular camera, the rear camera, is so much better. So, yeah, I think they maybe could have done that a little differently, but... So I just know that like armies are probably like, what is this quality? Because I'm like, get off of these Samsungs and give me the high def. I got you to see my boys, especially because it was like the, our first time seeing them. So it's just like, I need to see their hair. I need to see the detail. But um, I just thought that was funny. But after Life Goes On, which is everybody was like, that happened, was Butter. When they stood in that line, because they didn't finish Life Goes On. They were about to, like, get to the end part, and then they, like, stop. And they're in that line that they're always in when they start Butter. I'm like, oh, Butter's here. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, then the next Butter and Dynamite, I didn't really, like, make any notes on. Because I've seen them perform so many times lately that I'm just like, oh. I was more focused on, I guess, like, their outfits because they weren't in suits because for freaking dynamite every time they performed they were in suits and then butter they were in suits and then finally with the they did the different um versions uh you know the the remixes or whatever and then they did um the one music video and they weren't in suits it made me really happy so to see them perform butter not in suits and there were no suits in this concert so I was very (laughs) I love them in a suit but I like to see them in the cool crazy like concert outfits and if you listen to some of our past episodes like we harp and harp and harp on their outfits and their looks because they're such high quality and they change them so much and they're so interesting and they just add to like the whole effect of everything and um they just give it the fun and the vibe and every and all that Yes. No, I mean, there wasn't too much that stood out from like this performance, but I did want to say two things about Butter since we never like did an episode or anything about Butter. One, 
one of my favorite things about Butter is the dance break that they have in the middle. Obviously, in the music video, they do their individual thing, which shows their charms. I know that like they say that a lot, like I get ready to see our charms, and I love that. That's so cute. They have a special, you know, dance break in the middle when they do the actual like performance. And I remember when I saw that on the what was the billboards? Yeah, when they premiered it. Um, can you say rewind? Uh, about a million times. <laughs> First of all, anyone who knows me knows I love leg choreography. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. I just love legs. Like, mic drop starts, their little knees get to going, and I lose it. But when those knees and those legs came out of nowhere with the spotlight on them during that performance, I, like, lost it. And then, especially when, okay, Another bias of mine, so we have our rap monster, right? Another bias of mine is JK's legs. <laughs> and when he, like, does his little, like, slow roll. I Woo! think Jungkook is everybody's bias. His thighs have been my bias wrecker since day one. But he's just gotten stronger and stronger since then. <laughs> so, <laughs> But he's also, like... He's just, he's such a great dancer. Um, he and Jimin, like, I, I talk about this all the time. I can watch Jimin dance all day. Like, he just, and he's, you know, with his, like, classically trained dance. And anytime, like, in his Black Swan solo dance and stuff, like, his yeah. legs and his movements. And, mm, yep, I'm there for it. But, yeah, like, in Jimin, oh, beautiful, beautiful dancer. But there is something about JK when it, it happens in uh, fake love as well. Anyway, um, <laughs> woo, uh, the other thing, the other thing I wanted to say about Butter is in comparison to like Dynamite, uh, and you kind of touched on this just briefly, but their English has gotten so much better. So when the song came out, I was like so shocked at like, their English level and like their enunciation and when I was watching the video when it premiered I was like wow like there's other times when they've used English that it's like oh that's cute or like it's close but like you could tell they really really worked on this even from like dynamite it feels like besides one word in the song which is when Jin says robber which sounds like rubber <laughs> besides that it and that still sounds like an English word Besides yeah. that, it all seems, like, pretty native. Yeah, as in Dynamite, I felt that way, especially with V. Like, his verses in Dynamite, like, when he says, like, the off, like, the off-the-wall part, he, off it doesn't, wall. it, like, doesn't fit with the translations. I'm like, I sing, I feel like I'm singing it wrong, but it's just, like, his pronunciation of stuff. He has, like, two fairly long verses and they're perfect and jungkook i know jungkook is like when he speaks in english in interviews you can definitely hear his accent but when he sings in english like he sounds like a native english singer and he um but a lot of the other guys don't and i know it's a struggle for them especially jin um i know he isn't he's probably the least comfortable speaking english other than well i think yungi's a closet English, English speakers program <laughs> <laughs> and he just pretends like he doesn't know it so he doesn't have to do it um but Jin I think struggles the most with it um 
but he his his pronunciations are great in it too yeah like I was so I'm so impressed they like killed that and like Honestly, I was also really impressed with Yungi because I definitely think he understands like a ton of English, but he doesn't really like to speak it. And when he does, he's like really like he he mumbles and he's not very like clear. But his rap, when he came out with the rap, I was like, look at you. And then just there's something about hearing them in English, which is, you know, our native language. So like hearing them like like rap monster in it and hearing Yungi in it, it was just like envy, like just hearing them and embracing that and like sounding so good and perfect was like sp- speaks to like a deeper part of you, you know, which is why, you know, eventually I want to learn Kore- Korean because like, I think you just can understand someone so much better and like speak to their heart. I think there's like a quote like that says that when you like speak in like their language. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of like give them props for um, that. And also speaking of English, sorry, this is a little tangent, but I feel like people, and this is like the Jungkook Jimin thing again, but I feel like people sleep on Jimin's level of English. I would have put him and V at the bottom before like the Dynamite era, whenever they had interviews or spoke, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. he's slowly been like just learning English on his own and his pronunciation and his ability to understand and like when he like contributes in like interviews and stuff has gotten like so much more and i feel like people don't really like point it out or recognize it but i'm saying jimin you nice keep going i recognize it <laughs> so after butter they go into dynamite like you said tropical remix i feel like they've like jin said this in like the festa video too but he's like um we perform this song so many times. I'm like, kind of. Oh, well, now that you said that, so that reminds me of the um, the Festa test. So they did a a test, like a quiz, and one of the one of the questions was how many versions of Dynamite are there. And I did any of them get it right? I don't know if any of them got it right. <laughs> and, when they showed like the answers and them like finding out the answers, they were like, I remember Jungkook was like, really? There's that many versions? I'm like, yes, Jungkook. There's like 10,000 versions of Dynamite. They're like, oh, okay. They had like, some of them didn't even know like how many versions of Dynamite there were. And I, I did like the Tropical Remix before. And then they did, they performed it on the Good Morning America summer concert series. And it was just so weird and chaotic and, RM had like a floaty and was just like being weird in the background at one point and it just made me like that version even more so (laughs) (laughs) they're so crazy I love them so much yeah Dynamite Tropical Mix yeah like they've done it all and there's like a billion remixes and everything like that I think for Butter right now there's only like four or so there's regular and then the hotter sweeter cooler yeah so four. yeah so hopefully and, that's it <laughs> i know it's like let's let's well we know like they're about to release peaches and cream or whatever oh, yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? but we'll just move past that um so after dynamite this is when they kind of did their intros and for day two for for day one they mostly were just saying like happy birthday it's our birthday it's our eighth birthday um, but for this day, because it was the international global concert, worldwide concert, they all did greetings in a different language. Yeah, I really only, 
understood the English ones. I know uh, Jungkook did German, right? Yeah, it was so cute. He said he said Guten Morgen, and I think it's supposed to be Guten Morgen, but that doesn't matter. Um, but it was really cute, and I appreciated that. Jim did French. I don't know what he said, even though I do <laughs> speak French. I was like, I don't know what he just said, but it was cute. That's why I deferred to you. I was like, well, I've I kind of heard another language there, and then oh, V's English was so cute. His is getting so much better. Like I said, I like they've all been really improving. And I know I'm harping on this, but there's one other thing I wanted to say about like their language thing. And this actually goes back to the Festa video. But this is about like, you know, when they were doing those questions at the very beginning of the Festa video and they're like just asking them like kind of rapid fire, like them to answer in like one word. And they're like, what's one thing you're bad at? Right. And Jungkook said like English. Right. And that kind of made me feel a little bit, like, sad because it's, like, you're not bad at English. You're really good. But it made me realize that, like, the thing is, is, like, the level of English that I think Jungkook wants to be able to, like, have is the same that, like, us armies maybe want to have in Korean, which takes, unless you're RM watching Friends, <laughs> takes several years and several, you know, like, it takes so much work to be able to talk like that way. Because all it it also because my friend that is I think she's fluent in Korean and she doesn't think she's at that level and she's afraid to move back to the states because she doesn't want to lose the Korean. Jungkook doesn't have well as far as we know someone to speak in English to all the time. Like you have to have it's not just learning through apps and books and things like that. You need to be speaking it to people. And I don't know if he has that. And so for him to get to that level, he it, it's going to take longer if he doesn't have someone to speak to in English all the time, too. And so I think you're right. Like he wants to be at that that standard or this. He has such a high standard for himself and he's not there. So he just thinks he's not good at it. Yeah, I mean, because, like, what he's probably trying to achieve is more than, like, fluency, right? It's, like, and that's so discouraging if you're trying to learn and you're, like, oh, what I want to be able to do in this language is going to take several years and, like, of intense kind of, like, study and practice and talking. Because, like, if you think about it, all of the members of BTS are super eloquent. Like, if you go to, like, that press conference I was talking about where V was, like, answering about, like, his hair, like... They are more eloquent than any group or any artist I've ever seen. Most people wouldn't even let any artist like fill their own like questions or field questions at a press conference, but they mm -hmm. can articulate and explain the depth and the meaning behind their words. And like, they're just deep people who are just so well-rounded and so well-spoken. And whenever you even hear like the translations of what they're saying, it's like, wow, they're really speaking to my soul back to this like connection right well I think JK wants to be able to do that in English because he misses and loves armies so much that he wants to be able to like communicate those things you know whenever they tour or when they're doing interviews and to help like RM out but in order to do that it's not only that you have to be like good at English you have to be like a master at English and even people like in English that are native speakers don't even speak with the amount of eloquence that like BTS mm -hmm. has you know what I mean? So, like, 
I can see how that gets like discouraging and like you get like, oh, am I ever going to do that? And same for me, like I want to learn Korean at a level of like if I meet BTS, I don't want to just be able to say like, you know, like I want to be able to like really speak to them like the I feel that they are, you know? Yeah. So that means like I can't meet them for another like 15 years. So (laughs) (laughs) if it's happening soon, I got to get ready. Anyway, they go into their mint. They kind of talk. Okay, so this is where they kind of talk about signals, right? Okay, so this is the part that kind of like the first day kind of stood out to me more. I know that on this day they were talking about like uh, like their non-album songs and like they had pictures on the back and like strawberry. Yeah, it was like kind of weird. The first day they were really just reminiscing on like the past eight years. Like, oh, it's been eight years we're together. And they kind of like showed vid- like photos of like different moments of like what they had done before and everything like that but like oh except for the one thing I did want to point out is like when they were talking about their non-album songs and like they were going in a row singing like snippets of it I thought it was funny that like RM went and you know RM wants to sing so bad but he just I don't know why he can sound so melodic when he's like rapping but then, like, when he tries to actually sing, he's, like, always oh, so off. But then he, like, sings, like, a little bit of his. And then JK goes right after him. And, like, my boyfriend and I were just, like, laughing at, like, the just stark contrast of, like, RM <laughs> writing before JK singing. And then the other thing I thought was funny is, like, V, when V went to go sing Winter Bear, he couldn't remember it. He couldn't remember. Okay, yeah, so V couldn't remember the words to his own song. And then he's like, well, wait, I just don't know the melody. That's why I can't think of. And we're like, but it's your song. <laughs> he doesn't remember your, the words or the melody. It's like, it's your solo song. And it, you didn't even release it that long ago. <laughs> he's like, how does it go again? They're like, why are you asking us? <laughs> and literally every member is singing it and knows the words to it except him. I like when it just got to him. He's like, winter bear. And they're like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah I do remember yeah that was funny and can I just say I'm loving V this era I mean I love all the guys all the time but like you know I feel like on the podcast this was like I don't remember when exactly it was but I was like I feel like V's pretty sad and I think he was going through some things like everybody goes through things behind the scenes that you know private stuff but I really feel like he's like in a different spot right now and I feel like we've been getting to see his really silly you know, fun-loving, goofy self. He just seems, like, brighter and lighter and happier. And it's just been so, like, beautiful to see. And I've just really been loving seeing, like, that inner radiance from him. Yeah, me too. It just it makes such a huge difference. And you can tell he's genuinely happy. And not just when he's performing, but in all the interviews and in all the things that they've been doing. And... Yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, me too. So the next song that they go on to on day two was Film Out. And this was not my, it's still not my favorite Japanese song that they have. I love um, Face Yourself album and some of their older Japanese songs are my absolute favorites. Um, And Stay Gold is probably one of my favorite Japanese songs they have. But listening and watching maybe just watching them perform this song live 
it was so beautiful and like their harmonies you can't really get that in the song on I don't there's just too much background music I guess and like the mix or whatever on the the actual song um but when they perform it live you can just hear their voices and the four vocalists like they're just their voices together and their harmonies is so pretty and Jimin just had so much emotion performing it and then they there was a a Bangtan bomb this morning was it this morning yeah a um a performance of it they did as well on some show and they have like these green outfits on and I listened, you know, watched it and just seeing them perform it is totally different than just hearing it. Um, and it, it, just, it makes a huge difference sometimes to watch them and see their faces and how they react emotionally to a song when they um, versus just hearing it without seeing anything. Yeah, that's interesting that I'm so glad to get your perspective on like having just watched Day 2 because... I kind of had the same feeling of like, why are they doing film out? And of all of their Japanese songs, I was like, I personally, I was like, I'd rather hear like, let go or stay gold or lights. And Mm -hmm. I really want to hear them sing lights live. Um, But anyway, I was like, uh, film out's like not my favorite. And it's one of those songs that I'd rather maybe have more in like the background, which I guess makes sense because it's like more of a soundtrack type of song, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, more for me, like a background rather than like a song I'm going to like turn to in their vast catalog of songs of like, you know, that I can choose from. But I think all that I could think of during their performance of it was that the day before they had sit, they did Moving On. Mm-hmm. And I personally prefer that song. And it's a song that like they actually have performed a few times before in the past, but they haven't really done that in a long time and I think that they were really going especially day one with that like day two was like the global worldwide theme but day one was like oh the reminiscing you know eight years sort of like theme and so like so I felt like it was a very appropriate song and you know it's more rap heavy you know so I appreciate that and I kind of like the emotion also as behind that song as well but so I think I was just kind of thinking like ah I want another song besides film out. So (laughs) I'm glad I got to hear it from your point of view because I should have appreciated it more. Yeah. (laughs) So after film out, they went into uh, another VCR in the tank slash RV. And then they go into stay. Okay. We've talked about this. And I'm surprised I haven't gotten any hate mail from me not liking it originally as much as everyone else. (laughs) But I did say, I don't know which episode it was. I did say it grew on me and it, it grows on me more every time I listen to it. And we've talked about like seeing it performed and Jungkook just looked so happy to perform it like it's his song it it's exactly what we thought it would be them just like jumping around they were all on I don't know how they were on day one but on day two they were wild Jimin like listen to any of our past episodes about con about wild Jimin and you will understand 
um, the dancing and just jumping around. And it's exactly what I thought it would be when they performed it. Yeah, this was their first time performing it. And for the this set of concerts and I was so excited to finally see it like we said we discussed it and this was the song from V that I could imagine seeing the most in concert I mean obviously I knew they'd do like dynamite in concert but I didn't really like think of it the same way but like with not with stay I was like I can see this at a show I could see armies like loving this I can see like the crowd just jumping and but I wasn't sure if they would actually do it in concert because it's you know a subunit song and I didn't know if we ever get to see it or whatever but it was so fun but this definitely was one of those moments at the concert and I know that BTS says this later on that they felt this as well at some points that like I felt the missing presence of like a crowd this is one of those songs that I know when they finally get to perform it with the crowd, it's going to just become really like special and fun and exciting to just, because it has like that beat, it has that energy of like, it kind of gives me like a little bit of like, so what best of me like vibes. So like, for me, I was just like, I love that I'm seeing this, but really, I just can't wait to see this like with the crowd. Cause I think it'll be even that much more of a powerful moment. Yeah, and Jungkook was on day two. He was pretty, pretty wild kind of (laughs) with his dancing. So I can't even imagine what he's going to be like if he's able to perform that in front of an actual audience. I don't know what they're going to do that first show. They better have cameras on them because we're going to see, we're going to see stuff we've never seen before. (laughs) They're going to be body surfing. I know. When they kept talking about like, Oh, this is this is something I do also want to mention from that Festa video. Um, Justice for On. Um, RM did say he wants the <laughs> first song to be on that they do just because it's such a power song. And then they're like, well, aren't you going to be like crying on the first song? And he's like, well, yeah. And then it just, it just reminded me of you and Dionysus. Like, they're going to be doing On and they're just all going to be sobbing. <laughs> it- He's so great. Like they're just all crying and they can't even dance or what or sing because they're so they're so happy that they're performing, but they're doing like this big power song. They oh my gosh, Molly, like I'm already getting like they have to record this concert. Like this is like just like Wembley is like a huge moment for them that they always like talk about and remember. And I feel like for armies collectively, like that's a pretty important concert as well. Like that's just like in the history of armies and bts it's an important moment right i Mm -hmm. know that this upcoming concert is going to be like one of the most memorable ones like and they have to capture it like that moment of them coming out like we're back you're back we're together again and you're right i don't know what's going to happen they better like they might have to come back on life goes on so like something that's not so hype because like you said it's pretty ridiculous to cry to something like Dionysus like I did and you have to keep going and my boyfriend (laughs) always like talks about it because it's like he's like you lost it you're bawling and then like but you're also singing through it too so I'd be like one shot two shots and so like that's how they're gonna be during like you said like during on I I can't wait for that moment but I I want it to be shared with all of army like I wanted to do it in Korea but to broadcast it so all of us can be in on that moment you know Mm -hmm. me too 
Anyway, so the next song they do is also another first time performance, which is Fly to My Room. Fly to um, sounds just like them, right? Yeah, I was glad that they got to do some of the subunit songs, and I really like this song. Um, it was cute, it, you know, on day two. I, I liked their little outfits, so they're kind of supposed to look like pajamas, I guess. Um, I think on day two, Jimin maybe messed up a little bit, and I was... Maybe he missed, I don't know, either I wasn't paying attention right or, but it seemed like he might have messed up a little bit. And I was really worried for him because he gets so self-conscious and I was hoping like if he did mess up that it wouldn't like affect the rest of his performance, like the rest of the night or whatever. Um, Because to us, it doesn't matter. Like we love him regardless and it's still perfect. And, um, but that was the only thing really I noticed. And it was a good, it was a, it was fun. I like, I liked their little set, their little bedroom set and their little pajama outfits. And yeah. And Sugar was wearing a bucket hat, which is something he doesn't do that often. Um, and they were all wearing like the same thing from the day before, but like Sugar, I feel like had a different outfit. He had like a, the bright blue shirt on. And I was like wondering about them. Like, I wonder why they changed his outfit versus like the other guys or whatever. Um, maybe RM spilled something on him. <laughs> um, also something I noticed is like B's hair was a little bit more tame from like the few minutes before. So I was like, Oh, they must be back there with that hairspray bottle being like, <laughs> you know, get the, get it tamed, get it down. But yeah, I hope they, I hope that they don't look back on a show like Muster or any of their Musters and, like, think about, like, things they can do better. I know that they're perfectionists when it comes to performing, to performing and everything. But I think Muster's a time when it's just, like, don't do it for that. Just enjoy. Have yeah. a good time. We had a good time. And, like, you know, that's it. Like, don't beat yeah. yourself. Yeah. Don't do it ever, but especially not for, like, Muster. So after that, they do another VCR, which is like the suspenseful one, which is like the tire warning. I do want to point out, like, this is what I wanted to say. Like, Hobie's like driving all weird, but it's like, this is not the way you drive a car or any sort of vehicle. Like, you know, it's just like where he's like steering all big. So I wanted to be like, no wonder y'all had a tire blowout. (laughs) This is so... My notes, I put VCR acting at this specific point because I, BTS, and their acting is always so great and so funny. And, but this was like, even V, it was not believable at all. And it was so funny, but I loved it. And it was, yeah, like this intense, suspenseful, and they all just looked like, lost and scared <laughs> it was over dramatic and like hobie's driving oh i was just gonna say his like steering reminded me of the office u.s version of like booze cruise episode when like yeah. dwight is like quote-unquote driving the boat but he's not like really driving the boat it's just like you're not no one drives like this no, and then I think about, well, why didn't they just let Tay drive? Because in, like, Life Goes On, he's driving the car, and he looks so natural. And then in um, one of those Hyundai, when they were promoting the Palisade in the Hyundai commercials, and Jungkook's driving, he looks so natural. And then Hobie, 
you know, and they're just driving down the highway or whatever. And then Hobie's driving on another planet in this like car to keep them safe from who knows what. And he's just like bouncing along, not even driving. Right. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. They, they're a trip. So after this, okay. So after this is when things get a little different from both concerts. So I think I'll just talk about day one first, because we're probably going to like have a lot of conversation about what happens in day two at this point. And so we can just kind of get through that. But on day one, they do, I always butcher how I say this, but like Dejita, right? Yes. Okay. So like, in case you don't know, that Sugar's single, that Sugar's song from, or one of his songs from D2, his solo album as August D. So I lost my mind when I saw the set because it looked like his video. And I was like, they're doing this, they're doing this. Because, like, in case you don't know, like, they never do their, like, solo songs at, like, concerts, really. Like, those are kind of, like, independent things. And so I didn't even know that going into the first tour. So when I went into Speak Yourself when we were going to the concerts, I was like, oh, when Sugar has a song, I can't wait to, like, hear his song. Maybe I'll get to hear, like, August D or, like, you know, something like that. And so he did a Seesaw, which is, like, really great. But, like, that's a very different vibe from August D, you know. And so then I started to realize as I got more deeper into like the fandom and how things go, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like they're only going to do stuff that's like officially like BTS stuff, like not like their solo stuff. Okay, I get it. And so I never thought that I would like get to see this. So like getting to see it was crazy. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, like he's doing it. I'm like, and I wonder if Jen and Jungkook are going to be in the background fighting the way that they do in the music video for it. So. I'm thinking about that. And then like the song starts and like Suga starts rapping. Right. And then I look and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Suga. That's Jimin. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So then Jim, I'm like, wait a minute, they're all doing it. So like this performance was just like so epic. They like, they were all like so amazing at it. Obviously we know that Jungkook, like, you know, was a rapper at the beginning of like BTS. So he did it really great and everything like that. Jin was so funny. Jin is not a good rapper. He was really great. But so, okay. My big, sorry, my big suspense moment was when they got to like V. So V is on the ground, like the way that like the guy in the video is on the ground, like, well, August D is on the ground about to get his head chopped off in the video. And so like RM goes to like chop his head off and V falls the wrong way. So again, great acting. (laughs) Um, but then I'm like, my big thing of suspense was like, is Suga going to let V rap on his song? Because in the past, if you've looked at anything with like BTS, like V wants to be a part of the rap line, like no other. He's always like trying to rap and everything like that. But whenever like he tries to like come in at moments that they've captured on tape, if he or captured on tape, like I'm so old school, right? Um, captured on video. If he tries to do Suga's part, Suga will cut him off. Like, Suga has, like, this thing of being, like, if you're going to do my part, like, you better do it justice. Like, you're not going to come and mess up my stuff, right? So I was, like, I don't, like, is he going to let him rap? And so at first, like, V's just singing, like, the chorus, which is, like, more sung. And so I was just, like, okay, maybe he's not going to let him rap. And then V 
takes off and he raps and he does it so well. And I'm like, these guys were practicing. And I was like, Augustine was like, if you're going to come, come correct. And V did me proud. And I was like cheering. I almost like got up and like cheered and stood up. And I was like, I'm so proud of you, V. And also like their costumes were like really funny. Like both V and um, Jin had like uh, fake beards and like, or fake goatees on so like that was like really funny and then finally like my favorite part of that song is like when august d like at the end he does like that breakdown he goes like really fast like kind of like that and he get i didn't know if he was gonna do it but he gave it to j-hope and j-hope like did that i was so impressed i mean he's a really great rapper anyway but like still you don't know how like the other guys are gonna sound on like his song and they did it such a great job and like i was just like this is like so so epic yeah, I mean, they they've done that in past um, um, musters and um, different things where the rap line will let the vocal line rap and vice versa. Um, and they like they'll take over part of a song and stuff, but it's usually a little more fun. But from what I've heard about day one and then what they did on day two, they did it right like they didn't it wasn't just like a funny mess around thing like they took it seriously and like learned these lines and yeah because sugar's so intimidating like if you've seen in any like compilation videos or anything in the past like they're afraid to like approach him like they're like uh sugar like should we ask him no we'll just leave him alone you know and you can see it whenever like they do anything so it's just like i feel like they're like oh if we're doing Sugar's song, we have to, like, come correct. And I'm sure he's like, if we're going to do this, like, you better do it right. <laughs> so that was really fun. But so they did that. But day two, they did not do that, which was also a big surprise to me. And I freaked out because they did chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Put the soda on the side. And if you have heard any of our other episodes, you know that's also not my favorite song. But guess what? It's one of my favorite songs now. Like, it was so good seeing, because they all got to do it. And I I knew they had done Dejita the first night, or, yeah. And so I had been, like, waiting for it. And then they come out, I'm like, wait, what is this? I'm like, no, they are not doing this. And it makes more sense because it was the world tour version and there's English, Spanish, and Korean in the song. So it makes sense that they would do the song for the world tour version. Um, But one thing I do want to mention, and we've talked about this before, like in in the, um, what performance was it? I forget. So anyway, they have full on cars in this set. Like, these are like vintage cars that they're coming out in and like driving around in on this stage and they just do everything so big and the set was so cool and uh Hobie's outfit this is what I was alluding to earlier Hobie in that outfit and his hair he just has this like he's just so cool like he just has that vibe like I would feel intimidated meeting him just because and he doesn't I feel like he doesn't feel like he's cool at all but he just has this like natural swag to himself. And especially when he comes out like that and in this outfit and 
all of them rapping in different languages. RM rapped in Spanish. Like it was, it blew my mind. Like the whole performance, I just want to rewatch that performance over again. It was so fun. And when I was saying um, about them, like coming out and doing it correctly, um, when they did, um, when Chicken Noodle Soup came out, they had been on their Bon Voyage trip. And then they had all these like TikTok videos when they started that and the Chicken Noodle Soup challenge. And um, we see lots of behind the scenes video of them like trying to do the dance and they're just like real silly with it and stuff. Um, but they came out like all of them were doing the dance and it was like perfect choreography. They were in sync together and it's like, it was a BTS dance, not a J-Hope dance. And they were all like full on doing the choreography to chicken noodle soup and not just like being silly about it. And then V got to rap. Jimin was rapping. And then, you know, me with Jungkook rapping, like it just was, it was awesome. And I felt like actually J-Hope had the least to do with that song than the rest of the members, which I think speaks to him. He's like, all right, I know this is my song, but I'm going to let everybody else have their part. And, um, you know, he had his one, um, his like big solo part in the song when they like just panned on him and he was by himself. A little right. I clear it out. (laughs) But other than that, like it was a good mix of everybody and it wasn't just like highly focused on, on any one person. And it was, it was a great performance. Yeah, like, and that's the same thing, actually, with Dewacha, like, Dewacha, um, Sugar didn't really do much of it, and um, it was, like, the other guys, like, he did, like, the end part, but like you said, it's evenly distributed, and, but back to Chicken Noodle Soup, like, I say, justice for it has been served with you, Molly, because you know, I've been wanting, like, as soon as it came out, I'm like, when are we going to talk about this? I'm like, I love this song. This song is, like, the best thing ever. I, you know, I was on my Chicken Noodle Soup like I I it's one of my favorite songs and I love it and so I lost it when they came out and did it and um everything you said I just am gonna say like ditto too and I wanted to point out like oh I was very impressed with RM doing Spanish but Jimin came through on his with like the last part you know um of Becky's verse and I was just like I'm liking this a lot And also, I did want to say this about, like, this is going to sound like a criticism, and I'm not trying to make it feel that way, but, like, you know, we are so used to seeing, like, BTS in their comfort zones that, like, hearing Jungkook have to do, like, Becky's part, and it's, like, really high, I was like, oh, that's really interesting, because we never really see someone like JK ever struggle, and it was like, oh, this is, like, out of, a little bit out of his, like, normal range and like his normal falsetto and I was like I wonder if they would have given Jim in that part like it just goes to show you like like how high Jimin's voice can really get you know um but I wonder if they would have like switched that if that would have been like more of a comfort zone thing but I still thought like they did it like very well it was so much fun I loved um their outfits I loved what we got to see and I loved um the dance off at the end kind of mm-hmm. like because they do that in the video but obviously their bts isn't in the video so seeing like Jin do his chicken dance um <laughs> v oh my gosh v popped off doing a cartwheel like a split <laughs> 
Yeah, you've been trying to get me to like this song for two years. <laughs> and I don't even know why I gotta be doing some arm twisting because all you gotta do is let it rain. I clear it out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's. I was like, I. Every time I heard that part of the song, anyway, I always do the dance. But then when I was like, when he stood alone on the stage, and I was like, he's about to do it. I'm like, yes. And I was going crazy, and I was doing my little dances to it. <laughs> Such a highlight. And also about their outfits, like definitely different from the day before. So like they were doing, I can't, okay, I'm going to be fair. I don't really remember much of what they were wearing besides what Jungkook was wearing. Um, Cause he's wearing like this like harnessy shirt with like holes in it. That was kind of like almost like a crop top. <laughs> so that's what I remember. But overall, besides that outfit, I feel like I really enjoyed like their outfits on um, day two more. But I just love that look. I love that kind of like grungier look, you know, like street vibe, like you said, kind of like what you were saying about RM and his hair. I thought that the outfits matched that. Okay, so after this song on day one, which was very interesting. Uh, well, actually, let's let's talk about the song that they did on day two, which is Telepathy. For Telepathy, it was just really kind of funny. I wrote this note. Don't leave Jimin alone in the middle of the stage. So, like, all the other guys, I think, were off, like, doing other stuff or, like, riding around the cars still or whatever. Yeah, in the cars. And Jimin was, like, just alone in the middle of the stage. And I'm like, I feel like Jimin doesn't know what to do with himself. And if he's not going wild, he's, like, doing, like, weird stuff. So he kept just, like, kind of craning his neck to the side and, like, bending over, like, a teapot kind of in the middle of the stage. And so I thought that was funny. Another thing... um. So this happened the day before on a different song, but like they did it on this song too. So like RM was kind of like started to do the step dance and then like they all joined in. And like, so the day before a couple of them, like one of them started doing a step and then like JK joined and then like V joined. And then I just was like, this is such a BTS thing because you see it in like, like little performances that aren't choreographed with them all the time. Like if one starts doing something, eventually the other like join it and start doing it too at first arm was trying i was like oh arm's trying to do like what they did yesterday and so he's doing it by himself for a while and then i'm like but they couldn't help themselves they're like okay we got to join it we got to do this and so i just thought that was cute and they did it on telepathy where they did their little like little step dance okay so this i actually had some notes on this song that they did the day before because so they did um right and then like they were jumping at the end of that and then they went straight into idol and they did the full choreography of idol they were tired af they so this is where i was saying like how like they were kind of like rusty first of all we already know that idol is an exhausting choreography um and when we've seen them on award shows and stuff like that they've been like really tired by it and whatever at the end but I've like never seen them this tired you could tell like they were like wiped out and at the end they were like just oh I've never even seen Jin look like that he was just like so exhausted <laughs> they were breathing so heavy they were like laying down but like right after this in telepathy and in this concert they have to go into like kind of a mint so like they're like needing to talk but like they can't like talk <laughs> they're like we need to get up but we can't get up they're like we can't breathe 
And I'm like laughing and like as they get up and like struggle to get to the chairs that they have like set up at the back of the stage, like let's let's sit down. And I was like, you know what? I think this is like a glimpse into the future. Like this is what really old BTS is going to look like. Like they're going to be like, oh, we can't do those songs like we used to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was so funny. Like their recovery period was like so long. Like the next day when they did like telepathy and went into their mint. They were just like, okay, we're here. Let's talk about this. And I'm like, uh, this took like five minutes for them to be like, um. <laughs> well, it's like they've been working out, but it's like, uh, you can't just lift weights. You've got to do endurance. And they're used to practicing all the like 24 seven for like a concert. And they have like months and months to do it. And Jimin, he mentioned something like, oh, at the end, like we've been practicing for this since May. It's like, okay, well, it's just the beginning of June. So it's like, okay, they've only been because a lot of it is old choreography. They just have to kind of refresh their memory, you know, whatever. But if you haven't been doing doing any kind of endurance training, like you're going to be tired out and yeah like you said we've seen during performances of idol where that's the only song that they've done and they're exhausted and then this has been what like an hour hour and a half of a concert outside in the heat before they do it yeah just coming off of Daytua, like when they did it at a concert before they would do it as their opening song and then when they did it for speak yourself they didn't do the full choreography so it's like something has to give, right? So at some point, but they were like, they're probably like, this is a gift for army. Like, yeah, we can do it, you know? And then it was just like, oh, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that's why we're not seeing that on day two. I mean, I know they didn't plan, they plan not to do it, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's no way that they probably would be able to do it the next day. <laughs> they weren't ready. And I'm like, so this was another thing that I was like, oh, you know, like they're just, it takes so much endurance to do what they do, like we said. And like you said, you can be physically fit, but that doesn't mean that like you're ready to like do the kind of craziness that this requires, including like the adrenaline and the jumping mm-hmm. up and down. But I thought it was really funny and I love that performance. Um, so they go into a mint. They talk about how it's hard to speak after doing that. They even said that after telepathy, I'm like, it's not as tiring as after I don't. And they started talking about, oh, this is like one of my favorite parts of this show, too, because they started talking about how they would over the pandemic or like while they were at home, they were they would watch past shows and past concerts and they were like be crying while watching them and they would be jealous of their past selves at the shows. And during this, V mentions a show that really stands out to him. And which show did he mention, Molly? He mentioned the Chicago show that we went to that I got sick from. We almost all got hypothermia from (laughs) where it rained. It was cold, but it was one of the best concerts. I think it was our best seats that we had. Um, That's where we got to go to soundcheck. That was probably, that's where we got to meet a lot of um, some of our listeners and meet some of our friends that are our good friends now. Um, it started a lot of really good friendships for us. And so that's like a huge concert for Erica and I. And then that's when she made eye contact with V for the first time. And I was like, he remembered. That's why he's bringing this up right now. <laughs> he remembers us or Erica anyway. And 
So for him to remember that concert, because, you know, they've done so many concerts in their, you know, in their life and and performances. And for him, for that to stand out to him, that's a big part of our life. It was really great to hear, like, you know, he's saying this to millions of people or over a million people or whatever. Like, oh, this concert really stands out to me and I remember it and I'll never forget it. And it's like, well, me neither. Yeah. Exactly. And no, that felt super special. Cause again, whenever they kind of say shows that like they really remember, it's like, oh, in Korea, at, like the Olympic Stadium or Wembley. When the Brazil Hobies was like the Brazil show, it's like, well, you know. Of course you'd say that because they they live for him there. And I'm glad he said that, you know. But it's just like I was like, I always hope for them to say something like in America or whatever. And the fact that they said a concert that we were at in particular and one where V really did look me in the eyes. Um, I was like, yes, yes. I, I feel it too, V. Again, it's that telepathy moment. It's like you're feeling it. We're getting the vibes. It felt really good. Yeah. Like and he, he did say he always remembers a face. So hopefully he will re- remember this face when I get to see him again. Since it's it's because you remember at the end of every show, he'd be like, the scenery will stay forever in my heart. And I was like, he meant it. But no, that was like the highlight of that mint. But after that. OK, so before the concert happened on Weavers, they like sent out a notification. They're like, hey, armies, um, we're looking to get like your voices like recorded or send a, us a recording of you singing these songs and they gave like a selection of songs and they're like if you can't sing like the whole song like try to do the parts like the the army chant parts right so at this point of the concert is when they went into the songs that would be involving that and so in the on the stage they built out a full stage it wasn't like some of their other shows where it's just like okay this is on a studio set or whatever this is outdoors right outside the olympic stadium actually actually my boyfriend was like uh do they get a discount for not performing in the actual stadium just the parking lot but they were out there and in the audience they had all of these like screens and each screen was like an army that was like joined in by like zoom or whatever digitally and then each screen had like an army bomb on it um the you know the army light stick on it um the old versions of them by the way but anyway they had a light stick there (laughs) then they went into the song disease which this was their first time actually performing this uh yeah so it was really good. I mean, they performed it also the day before. This is like such a great moment because like I I'm sure it's like so much fun for the armies that are featured in this to be like, oh, my gosh, look, I'm on screen with like RM or with JK. And like, I know it's good for them to like because they don't really have an active audience in person with them to just like jump down and be able to like see the faces of like people who they're doing this for. The only thing I could think of through that whole thing was there was one part on day two where they showed, you know, they're walking around. So they go down in and they're walking like in between these rows. It's almost like they're rows of seats and they're like walking in between. It's just the face, you know, it's just like from, you know, the neck up basically of these people. So it's like their face is giant. And then RM it like one part he kind of looks like he's like almost leaning up against it and I just couldn't help thinking like if that was me and like it looks like RM is like sitting on my just like starts sitting on me (laughs) (laughs) 
but they're so close and it's like they couldn't ever really be that close in person like they were like i wonder how that feels to be like oh my gosh they're like that's my face and that's jungkook or rm like standing right next to me but you're it's like so close but so far away yeah and we talked about that for the on e concert they did that and you know about like submitting in or being but um i don't think i wouldn't have been able to do the um there was like a practice for it too and so you had to be available to make sure you know your audio and video works and like the singing and all that stuff and um i wouldn't have been able to do that but i think maybe in the future if they do another one i might try for it i don't know it would be it would be a cool experience to be on the screen and like see yourself up there and projected and yeah like I think it's cool but I know that they like you said like there's like different like rules for it I remember when they like were gonna do it for like on like the on E1 concert and it was like oh you have to like be connected in this sense and like there may be like this delay or whatever and you have to like be looking a certain way and like I told you for that one it's like for 2.30 in the morning, I'm not, like, needing to get dressed up. BTS and nobody needs to see what I look like at 2.30 in the morning. You know, I'm... <laughs> well, we already yeah. had this conversation before. <laughs> it was 4.30 in the morning for me. And I I woke up at 4, made some coffee, and then got everything set up. And, yeah, you don't need to see me of what I look like at... It's like, yeah, I don't need them to see me like that for the first time. Like, no. okay, I guess it wouldn't be the first time, but still. V would be like, that's, that's that girl I remembered. <laughs> 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 so, next up was Fire. I was really excited for this. I love that era. And that's really kind of when Yoongi just like that era of Yoongi and he has like the white hair and his swag and everything was would probably be the only time I was ever really like attracted to him so when they did fire and then him with his blonde hair and it's the messy crimpy and I'm just like man this is a good look for him and he has his swag and I just I really enjoy that song I like the music video I like the song I like that whole their whole vibe and that and I mean, I love all their new stuff, obviously, but I love when they do older stuff and I love the choreography on that song. And that was in their like, <laughs> I feel like I'm acting like they're old. I say that was like in their prime <laughs> and they're like really hard choreography and um, not to say their choreography now isn't hard, but I just feel like um, like with Idol and, um, you know, not today was after fire and then and fire and all that that choreography just takes so much endurance and effort and but they still perform it at peak and it's i am just amazed every time i watch them yeah especially them trying to recover from after idol (laughs) um um, the first day and even this this day like it's so good and you're right like one I feel I agree with you I feel like Sugar really comes alive like this song I feel like really embodies like I feel like some of the best of Sugar like where he's like I mean he's all they're always 
so amazing, right? So it's really hard to like compare themselves to themselves. And that's really the only people you can compare them to. This is like really a vibe, right? And Fire is one of those songs that I actually said this when I was watching this during the concert during day two to my boyfriend, but I was like, you know what? Like Fire is one of those songs that I just want them to perform at every concert they ever have for like ever. <laughs> like if they yep. can just have this at every show it's just such a great song it's just such a mood it's a vibe it's everything and like you said the choreography is just so cool and even though we weren't around for when this originally came out this to me kind of makes me feel like my first like bts days like this is a song that really like stuck with me when i was getting into them this one kind of like really stood out to me even before I was army before I felt like I could really fully be army and really get into them when this is one of the songs like with mic drop that like I when it was out I was just like what's that song burning up or whatever because like the title was different at the time but like I was just like I love that song like that's so good so it's one of my favorites and I totally agree with you it was fun to see it performed and it always is after fire they went into so what and this is one of my favorite songs i'm so happy we got to see it live they just it's just to me it's such a carefree song for them and for us too i feel like and v actually recently also said this was one of his favorite songs and then they're like, why? And he's like, well, something happens. So what? You know, it's just like, go with the flow. <laughs> and he's like, so what? So what? And that's kind of how I feel every time I listen to it now. It's like, all right, something bad happened. All right, so what? We move on. Life goes on. You know, you just have to take it and can't change what happened. And um, but they're just so always so happy. And um, I just this one of my favorite songs. So I always enjoy when they perform it and I got to see this one live so it has a special memories for me too yeah like this really brought me back to the concert I with some of their songs I have like other associations besides the concert with them right but this is one of the ones that I have with that I think because the first time I heard it was seeing it live which I mean what beats that right like it's just like especially with the speaker self tour this is like a song that they really went all out with like confetti and fireworks and they get crazy so it's just like one of those things that like if you take like pictures in your mind or whatever like if you it transports me immediately back to the concerts more so than like I think some other songs do and so just that just looking around and seeing armies jumping up and down and the colors changing like those brilliant beautiful colors and the fireworks show worthy of like Disneyland and water gun water cannons <laughs> water cannons that are okay and this is what people don't realize like if you are not on the floor with those water cannons like you look at it and it's like oh like that looks like so much fun that's nice and like a spritz of water when you actually mm-hmm. see what it, they're dropping like buckets of water on people you need to bring your bathing suit to these shows <laughs> like and I, now it scares me because like I actually didn't actually get dumped on because like in Chicago we just got the rain so like we didn't have to have that happen to us because they didn't want to completely send all of us to the hospital <laughs> but I was like trying to get prepared but now I can't go to any BTS show without like probably like 
a few ponchos. I'm like, mm. I'm, they're not going to catch me like that. And like, I'm glad it didn't happen because like the first night, like those people got surprised, right? They didn't know what was going to happen. And my phone at the time was like an older version of an iPhone. So my phone would have been like ruined. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you're not going to catch me. So I'm going to be saran wrapped <laughs> like a, like a little, I don't know, leftover biscuit. I don't know, but, but anyway, speaking of water, they still were doing their little water fight. They love to do that, especially on this song, I feel. <laughs> and, um, like day one, when JK was in his harness shirt, <laughs> which I guess this was appropriate for this song, like they got him real bad. Like he got super soaked on that song. And I felt like the next day there was like a little bit of payback for it. They, they weren't as wet, but like, did Jimin get like glitter bombed? I don't know. I don't think it was so. like they hit him with like something glittery, or maybe it was just the pixie dust that comes off of Jim in, in regular life. But because um... I know Jungkook like dumped the water on him, and Jimin was like, "You dumped it all over my microphone," <laughs> and he was so worried about it. He was like, "Okay, it still works." So he was like, "You poured it on the microphone." <laughs> I know, right? They're like, "These are expensive." <laughs> Speaking of, they've gotten like some new colors too recently, which are really fun. Uh, is this the mint right like it's so pretty and like they've been changing them more often to the point where like before they used to keep them like so steady that I like knew what you know who's Mm -hmm. not you know what I mean like you could identify them by their microphones but they've been kind of like changing it up lately which is fine it's fun um I wonder how fast they go through those microphones though you know what I mean like how long is the microphones like and when they're done with them can they please send them my way (laughs) I would love to have um RM's blue was it the blue one his blue one yeah he had a blue one like a baby blue kind of and I like Tay's current and he's had his for a while the like emerald greens that's my birthstone all right and it's brilliant emerald green i would like to have that one and hobie's mint i really like his new one i like jk's wow i've been giving jk so much love you have I, maybe i'm being biased wrecked um okay, maybe. man i'm telling you uh harness okay anyway the other note I wanted to say about this, I, I wrote down peak crazy BTS energy. So much fun. Like, I love when they get crazy. And I also uh-huh. said, V sunglasses, question mark, question mark, question mark. At some point in the song, V, who was wearing sunglasses, the camera turns to him and one of the lenses from his sunglasses is like missing. Yeah, Jungkook broke it. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, I missed it getting broken, but then later he says he says something like Jungkook, you broke it. And then Jungkook finds the lens and puts it back. Of course, I, he, he fixed it. it. He ended up finding the lens, I think, and fixing it. Of course um, he would. Let me just put this <laughs> together. Oh, JK. Good at everything. Which, back to that Festa video, you know, when they did the little interviews at the beginning of the Festa, like, interview. And they were like, they were saying, like, what's something you're he said bad at he said English and I'm like he's not bad at anything and then like there was something else that they said and he's like I'm not really good at anything no, like, yeah, see, what, are, what are you good at they asked everybody like what are you good at doing and he said nothing and I'm like 
oh, is it because you're so good at everything that it feels like there's nothing in particular that you're good at because you do everything so well? (laughs) It negates the good. (laughs) You're good at everything, so you're good at nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, no, I'm just mediocre at everything. It's like, no, you're mediocre is better than 99.99% of people on this planet. But that just goes to show you, like, they're like, sense of like humility and stuff like that like they're like that's crazy to me right ah but that's why we love them because like for things like that I feel like it's a line in like a movie or something like that but it's just like you don't even know what you mean you know to people you if you could see yourself the way that we see you you know well, then he'd be like, if he could see himself the way that we'd see him, he'd be wearing long purple hair and uh, some harnesses every day. <laughs> Let me move on. <laughs> um, so after this, they go into a little tiny mint, I guess you could say a little tiny speaking section. And this is when they talk about like the army's voices. And I thought this was funny because like it made me think about like if we were to actually record like the way that Big Hit had asked us to do it. And I'm like, they don't want to hear that. What was it? Disease? I'm trying to think of like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't sing to that song. And then like, they were like, oh, yeah. And B's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have it as like, I have it in my phone. I'm going to listen to it. They're like, funny that you're saying that when that was written in the script. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to download the file onto my phone. And I'm like, what? really? <laughs> But that shows how much they love us. Like, they don't care if it sounds good or bad. Like, they just want to hear us singing to them. And and then Hobie said something like, I'm going to, he's like, it's going to be my bedtime lullaby. I'm like, I like how Sugar was like, uh, I'm just imagining them all being like, fire. <laughs> like, that's a lullaby. <laughs> right. I'm like, maybe stick to listening to your own songs. Maybe not us. Like, there's a reason yeah. why you guys are the ones who are singing in BTS and we're the ones listening. Um, but that's so cute. And, you know, I can understand them wanting to hear that because, like, because it's so loud at the concerts, they have to have their in-ears to be able to hear each other so they can, like, sound on tune and everything like that and hear the music and stay in pace and everything. Um, so they don't really get to hear us that much. So... I can see how, like, that's really nice to be able to, like, hear armies, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like I see V and Jungkook do it the most with taking their earpiece out. Tay does it a lot. I, I've i noticed a lot more lately that he does it in a lot of the performances, um, even without the audience there or whatever. But, like, I, Tay and Jungkook, I think, do it the most with pulling out their earpieces. And, um... Jungkook, I feel like, is probably more comfortable. He's more of a natural singer, and he can, you know, just pick up any instrument and, like, play by ear. So he probably doesn't struggle very much with staying in tune and staying, you know, with everything. So he doesn't need his in-ear piece as much, maybe some of, as some of the other members. You know, Tay just probably just wants to, loves to hear us. So he's like, I don't care. I just want to hear what they're saying. Yeah. I feel like Jimin does it a lot too, but I feel yeah. like, yeah, it's just like they, and I feel like if I were a performer, I'd feel like the same way. It's like, okay, I know how I sound singing these songs, but like 
these songs mean so much to you guys and I see you guys I see your faces yelling at me and I just want to I want to hear the choir of you and like I guess when you hear it like all combined which I guess that file would be all the voices combined it's just like it is a beautiful sound even if it's not because it's like the sound of like like we said they're telepathic friends you know um and it's just like these this is you guys like we love it like this is this is a manifestation of like you it's something tangible that we can take with us that we don't really get too many moments that we can capture that you know uh-huh. so I get that um so then at this point they're also saying that they have uh one last song which we know that means they're halfway through the show <laughs> like it's like yeah BTS okay we so we got about two more hours left um no but I love it and because and I'll get into that when they get into their encore later on about my thoughts. But I did want to also highlight one other moment from this. And this is like another thing about RM's hair. So like at this moment on day two, he's been hit with like a lot of water. He's sweating. He's, you know, glistening um, with sweat. And then like he pushes his hair back and it kind of was like kind of making fun of like what sugar tends to do a lot of times at the concerts where he pushes his hair back and like kind of just like leaves his neck back and stuff like that but he's like really wet and then like the other guys are like oh rm you look sexy like i think jim said that he's like oh look at you looking all sexy and stuff (laughs) and i was like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm and he gets so like he gets so flustered I think it was it was just sweat like it was it was so humid there I think and it was really it was pretty warm and yeah and his poor little fringe was like plastered to his forehead and they were like making fun of him for it so he's just literally just trying to push it off his face and then it ends up in this like could be like a sexy shampoo commercial where he's like pushing his hair off of his forehead and yeah and they're all like ooh all right <laughs> Like, fun. again, knowing what ARMY is thinking. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, he's really hitting his stride and everything like that. It's just like, he's like a, a wine, you know, getting finer with age, as they would say. So, then the next song they went into was Not Today. I love the older songs. I mean, I keep saying this. I like when they perform and do choreography to older stuff. And um, they're more like hard songs. because. They're very soft now, I feel like. <laughs> and I like a mixture of both. And so I, I like to listen to a lot of their older songs and um just and their high energy songs. And not today is one of those for me. Plus, not today, this one, they put a more hip hoppy beat on this performance version. Like that beat was kind of hard. And I was like, oh, wait, oh. Oh, and I was like on the couch. I was like, oh, I got to move my bootay to this one. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm about to pop lock and drop it at four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I feel like this beat also brought out, like I said, Rap Monster instead of RM. And I was just like, these old songs bring it out of him. And like, and it was at this time that was like the army intermission time, which, you know, I was thinking about this and I was like, I love that they do this in every one of their shows, not only because like they tend to give you a longer concert experience than like what most artists do. Like we were saying at the beginning of this, I've been to like a lot of concerts and usually concerts are about like an hour and a half. And maybe that's even with an opening act sometimes. 
but the, BTS will give you like a show. Um, but I like that they give you a dedicated intermission time, which is nice so that you can like go to the bathroom or you can recover and you don't have to like miss anything. Um, cause you don't want to miss anything at any of one of their shows. So I'm glad that they do that. And I feel like that's just kind of being again, inclusive, like they have a very diverse audience and I just feel like it's kind of allowing and caring for different people's needs and everything like that. And I don't know, I just kind of like respect that. And like, I know they also probably do it for themselves to just have a break because they go so hard, but I just like that there's an intermission. But anyway, uh, after the intermission, there was a, another VCR. Yeah, they. this was the last one, right? Actually, my boyfriend was being kind of like profound about this one. He was like, so do you think that like this this whole theme is like symbolism of like what's been happening in the world in the pandemic and this one at this particular VCR like they kind of arrive at their destination and they like come out of like the RV tank thing and this time they don't have to wear masks and it's like really bright and there's like spring and everything like that and I was like and he's like do you think that's like what they're saying is like it's symbolism for the future and I was like yeah I I totally think that I think they are trying to say like spring is coming and that you know, we're going to arrive at a beautiful new destination together. And I think what they're trying to do with the concert and with this like VCR too, is just like give people hope that like we're waiting, but soon this is what we're going to get to experience. Like we're going to give you a glimpse of the future and we're going to be reunited soon. And so like, we're on our way this we're, we're on a journey and we're on our way. I didn't get that at the time. 5 a.m. <laughs> Um, but now that you said that and looking back, there was a part of that that did stand out to me that, um, they focused on the mask when they came back in the previous, in the previous VCR, we were just talking about their bad acting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but after they fixed the tire, oh, we didn't even tell everyone they fixed the tire. If you didn't see (laughs) it, they had on pretty much like a a gas mask because they had to have the suits to go on outside kind of like it is like they're on another planet or whatever and they come back in and it shows Jin putting up his he's looking at the masks and they just put the masks up and they're behind a glass a glass thing and so that's and that's like the end of that vcr and then so that would make sense that it goes into the last one and they're arriving at their destination and it's colorful and beautiful and um they don't have to have their masks on. They can go outside and um, enjoy, like you said, the spring is coming. And that's something they've been saying a lot lately is spring is coming. I mean, they reference their song Spring Day a lot um, in the last, you know, six months and things as things are getting better. And um, so, yeah, and I think about that now, Jin putting his mask away and being like, maybe this is for the last time we can put this mask behind these closed doors and um, not have to worry about this anymore. And then we can come out on the other side and be together again. Yeah. So I I love them and their symbolism and their hope. And yes, we're going to be together soon. So after this, it was the official encore time. And one thing I noticed from like the day before is that it definitely got a lot darker at this point earlier. And just my personal preference for BTS shows is like the sooner it gets dark, the better, just because there's like so many cool like 
lighting features they have and then they have like the army bombs normally when there's an audience and everything and like for instance with the Wembley show one of the things is like it took forever for it to get dark so I feel like some of the things you don't have like that effect the way that you do when it's like a little bit darker earlier but it was really nice so anyway that's just something I observed but they went into a song called wishing on a star have you heard that before Yes, I've listened. I've heard every Erica. I've heard every single BTS song. Everyone. That's one of my favorite songs. Which era is this one from? It's. Oh, it has to be super early, probably, right? It's very old. Yeah. Okay, so let me talk about this for a second. Like, let me address like my personal gaps. Okay, so like for me, I like kind of like dole out like bts songs like kind of like a little bit at a time and like i try to keep stuff hidden from myself just so like i can have like some surprises along the way you know and so while i definitely listen to like a lot have listened to way more of their catalog now than i have there's only like a few of their like i i I, how do i put this i feel like i listen to it very disjointedly like when you come in at the end like you you can go in and you maybe you can listen to albums but like I didn't do it that way so I still feel like I have some like gaps and things because while I've listened to like a lot of their albums like fully through I haven't listened to like all of them in that way and then I'm still kind of coming across like songs in new and different ways no yeah and I think you've explained that a little bit before too and um because we always try to tell people there's no one right or wrong way to consume or listen to bts content um but just for your fyi it's a japanese song by the way oh okay maybe that's why okay yeah and um that's why when i first got into bts like i dove right in (laughs) we've talked about this a lot um but i listened i started listening to all of their songs and i wasn't fully when I was listening to the music, I hadn't researched as much and gotten like all the information. So I guess I wasn't fully aware that they had all Japanese albums. And so there were some songs that like became some of my favorite songs. And I'm like, why can't I understand this as well as I can understand some of these other songs? Well, it's because they were in Japanese and not in Korean. And then like over time, I started realizing and being able to like hear the differences in the language and that actually kind of made me happy that I could understand certain you know languages a little bit differently and a little bit better but this was from their I just looked it up from their second Japanese album so I knew it was it was older um, but it was on their youth album yeah this was like a surprise also when I was watching day one I thought this was the section of the concert that was going to change and I thought Dejita and Idol would be the ones that stayed the same, right? I thought the encore would be different. And so I was actually surprised to see them perform it both both nights. Um, but yeah, it was a new for me song. Um, and but I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought their little chicken bird hats were really cute. I also feel like this is the point of the concert where like they stopped trying to control V's hair and they're like, just let it go (laughs) (laughs) just shove this chicken hat on your head and let it go let it be 
so it was fun song because like I feel like at the encore like they just really in their minds like really are like oh this is when we can really fully like let go you know um I mean I know they did that in so what and stuff too but I feel like they just kind of get lax like they come out like with their you know tour merch on and there's something about when they wear their tour merch that makes it like so much more appealing and I know that we versus like in big hit and high and whatever has tapped into that but before this concert came out they had done pre-orders for like the merch for like the tour right and I looked through it because I was actually like oh I might want to buy something this time but when I looked through it I was like okay I don't need another black BTS shirt you know and if they would have had more like purple shirts I would have been into it because I love like the color scheme the lavender or whatever the lilac but I wasn't like really feeling it but of course like they come out Jimin and all of them or least, well all of them all of BTS <laughs> is, are in these like shirts and I'm just like oh wait I might want a shirt now. <laughs> we did that with, well, I ended up doing that with a on E concert. I didn't like, I didn't like this stuff actually before the concert. And then I saw it on them and I wanted it <laughs> and I got a shirt, but this time I did like it before, but I just can't afford it. So <laughs> I'm just going to have to keep so woozoo in my mind, <laughs> but they almost got me. They almost got me. So after Wishing on a Star, they did You Never Walk Alone supplemental story. I mean, I don't hear that one too often. Um, I like Yoongi's part in that. And I I don't know if I said this. I think maybe we said this in like the B thing. But I do want to like say like, I want to give justice to some of their slower songs. I know when we first like got into this, I was just like, give me fire. Give me mic drop. That's all I want. And to be fair, I still really love all the songs too. But, you know, my energy, especially during this like time of life and everything like that, has been a little bit less like, oh, let me get up and party and dance and more of like, okay, I'm kind of chilling and sinking into this like kind of lower chill energy. So, one of my favorite things to do has been like kind of like discovering other songs of BTS that are like more in the chill vibe. And I love going on like Spotify and looking up BTS chill playlists and just like having those on. And I really come to find some more like favorite songs do that. And like, um, so for all of you guys who are like, I don't know how to attack this discography and I don't know how to come at it. Sometimes it helps to like think about like what mood you're in and then maybe just look up and see if there's like a Spotify BTS playlist for it. Um, because then like, that's a good way of like a non overwhelming way to like, kind of come across some of their other music that maybe you might not naturally like come across or whatever. So that's been fun for me anyway. So at this point they go into their ending mints. Yeah. I don't, um, know anything that they said on day one. Um, and usually the last day is a little more emotional um than the first day and I just had two things that stood out to me I'm gonna say Jen it was Jen's um this kind of goes back to a lot of the things we were saying about this telepathic relationship and them like really wanting to know things about us and um, you know, you, you had mentioned they had all little funny hats, but they all kind of did. Jen did a funny little hairstyle. Come to find out, it's because 
an army asked him on, I, I don't know if it was Weavers or Twitter, but he just said, an army wanted me to do it, so I did it. Who else would do that? Like, to see a comment from a fan said, hey, I want you to wear your hair this way, and then he does it. He's like, well, I thought it would be funny, and an army wanted me to do it, so I did it. And he's like, it's just us here. But it's not like, it's funny that he said that. He was like, it's just us here. There's no real audience, but over a million people bought tickets to this. So there's over a million people that saw him this way, but he's not seeing it that way. He's just like, oh, I'm here goofing off on stage with my friends or whatever, performing with just you guys. But million, you know, million people are seeing this and even more because there's going to be pictures and screenshots. And he did post a selfie on Twitter with it. But just to hear him say that, like, oh, I did it because an army wanted me to. He just has such a good heart. And we don't hear him as much talk about army. I guess, like, we always associate Jimin and Jungkook with that, with, like, being the every answer they have is army, 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 army. Um, And Jin usually either has something silly to say or funny to say or some, like, quippy remark. Um, But he's just like, well. I saw an army wanted me to, so I did it. It's not funny. I was just thinking about the other thing. He, Sorry, my mind went to, like, them talking about that and then went to the Festa thing and then about him saying he does, like, handstands in the shower. So, sorry, I was just laughing about that. But those are the types of things that Jen usually says. So, um, Yeah, exactly. So, he's usually, like, making jokes like that. And then this time, he's just, like... He looks silly, but it was for like this heartfelt reason. So it was kind of the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that is what Jin is. Like he gives like this like goofy exterior and he wants to make people laugh and smile, but it's not. Some people do that and they just want to be known as being like silly, right? They're like, I want you to think I'm funny. But I think his motivation for doing it is he really wants to have people just feel good and smile and feel better. And like you said, just doing this one thoughtful thing for that one fan who knows who she is you know what I mean and like she got Mm -hmm. seen and maybe that's exactly what she needs in her life like at this right moment you know what I mean like you're just saying that like we we talk about sometimes like oh I they're never gonna see our things on Weverse or like comment back on our stuff and whatever but you saying that like I don't want to be selfish about it you know And, and what you just said it's like I've maybe the people that they comment on and they notice and they see they need that at that time. They need to feel seen and loved and noticed and um, to, you know, maybe we, you know, we don't need it right now. And that person does, or those people do. And if we ever, they ever do comment on something that we post, then it'll be in a time when, It'll be at the right time, just like when we found them. And yeah. uh, you know how, like in DNA, it says like this is not a coincidence, and it's mm-hmm. just like this is meant to be. And that's how everything I feel like is with BTS. So like you're right. If they're they're just like something about it. Like if they're pointing out someone, or they're you know doing something special, or they're even mentioning like the Chicago show, maybe that's what we needed to hear or like, you know, whatever, everything I feel like has a meaning, even if they don't even know it when they're doing it or whatever, or all of us can't be aware of it, but it's like, everything is like 
right. You know what I mean? And it's right when people need it. Just like you said, when we found them, like they talk about this in the Festa video, but they're like, oh, you know, if we had a time machine, where would we go back to? And they're like, oh, we think Army would go back to the beginning so they can experience it all with us all over again. And I'm like, that's in some ways like so true. But the cool thing about BTS is like they came about in a time when like so much of their journey is captured. So even if you come in as a new, even if you're a new army from yesterday, and even if you're an army from a few years ago and you didn't get to be there at the beginning, there's so much out there and so many armies have been dedicated to telling their story. So people know where they came from. They know what they're about that. Like you can kind of in some ways experience it with them, even if it's like not at the time, this journey we're in it together. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. But <laughs> I agree. And it kind of ties into my other thing that stood out to me was Jungkook's. He just, he got so emotional and he didn't cry. I don't think they kept asking him if he was crying. <laughs> um, but he just kind of was just like, I miss you so much. And I were in this together and I want to be with you guys. And the thing that stood out to me, and it's been all over social media and Twitter, this like screenshot of him saying this, he said, um, you know, I'm going to sing until I die. And basically like telling us like, I'm here for you for the rest of my life. And I want you to be here with me. And that's how we feel about him and them, you know, and to hear them express the same thing and to know how hard this is for them too. like he's just kept saying like I want to be with you I want to be with you I want to look in every one of your eyes and see you and um he just has such a love for performing and for us and I just I want him to have that, you know, even if it's, even if I don't get to see them live ever again, I want him to be able to perform live, even if I don't get to be there. Yeah. No, that's what he was born to do and what he needs to do and what makes him happy. And like, right after he said that, like Jimin said something like, let's live until we're 200. And then mm-hmm. once again, like you said, they're on the same wavelength as us. Like they want this too. And it's so, it's more than refreshing, but refreshing is one of the words to hear because, again, being a fan of other groups and other artists, when they're in groups, it feels like a stepping stone. It's like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to finally just be a solo artist and to do my own thing. And um, it's really good to hear that, like, even in that Festa video that we talk about, um, they seem like so much on one accord and like, they're like, no, we love this. And this is what we want to do. And BTS is what we want to keep being able to do and being able to talk about this, like in the future. And I just love like them expressing like the future, like wanting to be there, you know, and wanting to do this. And I feel like a lot of times celebrities, at least in the United States, celebrity feels like such a burden. It's just like, uh, I wish it's almost like they're like, uh, is it really worth it? And like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? And that's not what we get from them. So I really, I really love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Jimin said something along the lines of like how June. So yesterday when they 
yesterday when the show was happening, the first day uh, was the their anniversary. So it was like their birthday and they kept being like, happy birthday to us and whatever. And he's like, June 14th always feels like January 1st to us because it feels like a new year since yesterday was our birthday. And I was like, that's like a really cool observation, you know, and it really does in many ways feel like a new year as army, right? Like, it's like, that's how we tell time. It's like, oh, Festa and muster and all these things are like those big signifiers and what i love about bts is like how they do festa like i don't know the anniversary of when like in sync started or any other group started you know i don't know any of these things but i love that they make life like in events like this such a celebration and i love that army also like takes that and puts that into their lives too like when it's their birthdays like armies will have like events in person where you can like go and gather with other armies to celebrate these people that like we love so much we're invited to like their birthday parties and I just like love that I'm not a person who like celebrates like a ton of stuff but it's really fun to have like this countdown like this year they did a an advent calendar basically (laughs) for festa and like if you bought it on Weverse, like basically they give you little gifts like you get in like the advent, like Christmas calendars, like that corresponded with like their different events for each thing that like they were doing. Like, oh, you get a picture, you get this, you get this, you know what I mean? And I just thought that was such a cool idea that they do that. And that's, again, something that you don't know that you're getting and that you're signing up for when you like get into BTS, when you're just like, oh, I'm curious about them. Let me just see. It's like, oh, it's over, right? If you're curious and you like them, it's over. And like all of a sudden you have new holidays and new birthdays and like you have a new starting point for the year, right? Also, I appreciated since it was the worldwide version that Aaron spoke in English the day before he spoke in Korean and then he spoke in English and he kept just saying like how being together was a miracle and just like army is a miracle. And I know that he said that in like the festive video. And I think that's a really beautiful word to like, kind of like describe our relationship and just like what's going on. And, and I like how he said he's like that we're he's lucky to be on this roller coaster ride with like only these seven guys, but also with us too. And I was like, I, I feel the vibes. Um, and well, like, and you were saying earlier, like how eloquent they all are. And sometimes, like in English, RM doesn't come off that way. He has this very like accent. And sometimes in interviews, I feel like he gets flustered speaking and answering in English, or he has like an answer really prepared. And then, like in some things, when they speak English, like he over enunciates, um, because like in commercials and things like that. But this I felt like just came from his heart and he was he could express the sentiment in English like you were saying I think how Jungkook wants to be able to speak in English and express exactly what he's thinking I feel like RM doesn't always come across that way he doesn't really remember like how to translate and get the, the that feeling out but I felt like he did in this this time yeah I think he did and then finally before they went right into the last song v did say like after this concert they have some different things planned and like that's always an exciting thing to be like oh what's in the works after this they said okay now we really only have one more song left so it's like okay this is the real end of the concert so like the last song that they do did was microcosmos which 
That really brings in the feels because, like, that's how they ended the Speak Yourself tour. I was about to say that when you earlier you were saying there's certain songs that bring back tour, you know, the concert vibes, even, and there's ones that don't even that we saw in the concert, but this one, because it's how they ended it and ended all the concerts, and it was just such a special. I, I just remember the New York concert, the very last one, and like knowing that that's the last time I was going to see them for the foreseeable future. And I didn't know how long it would be. And it's been, you know, it's been two years, three, two, three, two years. What, <laughs> what is time? I, I have, what is time? It's been two years. Yeah. So this one, anytime I hear it, all I picture are fireworks and the concerts and army bombs and friends. And it's, it just holds a special place for me. Yeah. I mean, everything that you said, I feel the same exact way. I feel like during the first time I saw Microcosmos, um, cause you know, I didn't really know what I felt about it after hearing on the album first, but then when I saw it in concert, it just, solidified it as a very special song in my memories and I feel like seeing it the first time in I think it was either day one or day two when Jimin really kind of like broke down at the Speak Yourself tour when we saw it um, that it felt like confirmation of that feeling that we had always talked about about like them feeling like the telepathy thing that we kind of talked about earlier in this episode and when he like kind of broke down he's like I love you like when he was saying it to like all the audience and the way that he just felt it I was like that was kind of one of my first like pieces of I felt like real validation of that feeling I guess of like yeah they they they're in this the same way that we are in this and maybe I felt in other ways too but just being in person and feeling that moment and that love like almost being like tangible and palpable like it was just like a feeling like no other so I always think about that when I listen to Microcosmos too and I also thought it was like very fitting that like obviously the theme of the concert was Sowuzo which is Microcosmos right. so of course they're going to end it on that oh I guess they said this at the end of the show they were saying like they watched like I think it was V I watched Weverse until like 2 a.m last night looking at photos and I'm gonna look again and it's kind of like what you said and it's just like I think we can see like feel like we're lost in a sea of things and now it's like maybe it is worth it even if they'll never say it that maybe they'll see like the stuff that we're saying and the things that we contribute and the 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 messages that we have for them like maybe they're more connected and seeing more of what we say than we thought like you said and so it's just like, because I never like post, I'm like, oh, what's the point or whatever. But it's like, who knows? Maybe what you post is like exactly what they'll be looking at. And you may never get a response, but like they know they're out there somewhere, right? <laughs> One, and finally, RM like ended the show on like saying this. He was like, he's like, we'll always be each other's light. Thanks for being our destination in this adventure. And I just thought like, that was just so beautiful. Like, we're not the journey. I mean, we're the journey too, but we're the destination. It reminds me of Hobie's verse in Make It Right. It's like at the last part of it, it's like I'm singing to get to you. And so their whole journey and is performing, but the destination is to get to us and to know us. And RM did say also in that Festa video that he wants to know our army's story. He not just, you know, like who we are, where we come from, but he wants to know everyone's story and like how they found BTS. Mm -hmm. And I, 
you know, every sentiment and all of their mints and everything, they just want to be close to us. And no one, like you were saying earlier, unless you're in it, you don't understand. Um, no one's ever going to understand unless they're army. If I say like BTS for life, there's a little hashtag that they use sometimes and it's Apo Bangpo and it's means army forever Bangtan forever. So it's army forever BTS forever and little like abbreviation for that. And it is, it's like, this is something for life and you don't get it unless you're in the middle of it. Yeah. It probably looks super weird on the outside and you know, that's why come, come listen to us, your army friends and, and, you know, and whatever, because like, yeah, it, it looks weird if your house is covered in BT21 stuff and BTS stuff and all this. Oh, you know, I have, I didn't send you a picture of my wall yet. Did I? Oh gosh. <laughs> no, I, I put my, my canvases up. I finally finished my, my Tay painting and I have, I have to send you a picture of it. So all of my friends are talented, by the way, at drawing and at everything. I'm the least talented friend in, in our friend group. I have a friend that was in Korea that, that drew me a, a painting or drew me a painting. I can't even <laughs> say it right. But then I, I put some stuff from Korea in a shadow box thing. And then um, I think I've talked about it before. Or maybe a long time ago when I was in Korea, I got one of those like paint by numbers of Jungkook. And then I got one of V um, after I moved back to the States, the big giant canvases. And I finally finished my my V painting. And so I have some giant canvases on my wall. You know, I think I might in our um, Instagram story, I'll post a picture of it so you guys can can see it but I'm 34 years old and I you will see a, a picture of what my wall looks like so yeah from the outside it probably looks real weird but from the inside it's like oh that's so cool I love it yeah and you know what just everybody fly your army flag and just be proud of it because like it's your home like do what makes you happy and I had to get over that myself too I'm like oh I shouldn't do this I'm like this old and like whatever and then it's like if this stuff makes me happy whatever like who cares this is my house this is my home and so if I want some plushy animals <laughs> then I'm gonna get them so get them. you make your little art gallery Molly <laughs> of BTS's faces that's right all right fly to that room okay yeah. um, um once again they went crazy with fireworks and they kept being like oh i hope this isn't too loud for everybody <laughs> um they're so i saw that on the second day so i don't know if there were like comments or if there was something about like the first day or like how crazy it was but then yeah the second day they kept saying like and then i think jen said something oh no the residents here will love it or something <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay past this for, like, the breaking news thing? Yeah, so I didn't know it wasn't on the first day. Um, so they did kind of, like, a mock news interview thing, and it um, like, about the weather, and they were the news reporters, and but it was all about butter, and it was just kind of silly, like, 
oh, the temperature has been rising and there's been a like a UFO basically over the high building in in Seoul and um it was the army logo <laughs> and ever since this the temperature has been rising and they kept alluding to a time and they're like we'll be back at the midnight hour to report more and I didn't even think anything of it and then my friend Court texted me and she's like so what's this about a midnight thing and I'm like what do you mean and she and I was like oh is it that news thing I didn't even I had no idea and I should have known like that it wasn't just for no reason so they're like oh pro- there'll probably be some kind of announcement at midnight and I was like oh okay well that makes more sense now yeah midnight KST that what brings it all back full circle no I totally missed that too and maybe because it was like nearly 5 a.m my time and being up I I heard that but it's like I don't know what time it is you know in Korea and I was just like is it midnight now I I don't know like I'm like is this what I'm supposed to be paying attention to I like I was so confused is it about their single coming out on the 9th of July yeah that's all it was that's all it was (laughs) so that's exciting and I'm like we have a comeback in the works and everything like that and maybe even like sooner rather than we think maybe some shows and concerts but that's all to be discussed on another day so yeah I think that's it from me yeah it's been it's been a long time yeah we started off saying it's been 84 years and then we're ending saying it's been another 84 years it has it it has been another 84 years (laughs) but as with as always we always have a lot to say and bts always keeps feeding us and giving us a lot to say and and there's still so much we haven't covered but maybe in a future episode we'll allude or reference some of those things like Hobie eating a pound of butter at the end of butter or something I don't know that's it thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys so much for being patient with us again hashtag pandemic hashtag life is rough sometimes and complicated sometimes but we we're so happy to like share this moment with all of you and thank you guys too for your messages that you do send us whether on social media or through email we've gotten like a lot of really heartfelt messages and they really mean a lot to us yes nancy we're talking about you especially (laughs) nancy we love you so much and i'm really sorry that we haven't fully responded to you and i fully intend to one day and yes, we love you, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give a special shout out. Just like BTS, we talked about it. And like, it, Nancy, your message to us is like so worthy of its own shout out here on the episode. So we wanted to say thank you. I've thought about your letter so many times. And um, yeah, we love you. We do. Yep. We love all of you. And we love you, Nancy. Yes, we love all of you so much. Thanks for listening. And yeah until the next time why say no when you can say b t yes Yes. (laughs) see you guys next time